This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Oh, yeah, we're doing this shit again. What's up? Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live. It's a freaking Thursday. We've got a we've got a wild show tonight. We're gonna be talking about the Golden Globes. We're gonna be talking about Rick and Morty. We're gonna be talking about Bad Barbie. Nope, Bad Bad Baby. That's her name. Bad Baby. That's the Cash Me Outside girl. Faced Bad Baby. Fuzzy Zimba, Warlord. Good evening. We're gonna talk about the Golden Globes. We're going to talk about M&M's. Zuby says we've hit peak woke. We're going to talk about Daily Wire movies. Did you know Daily Wire movies are too woke for the Daily Wire audience? (laughs) Oh, shit. A boy band singer said he wanted uh, to have a woman's chocolate babies. Cool custodian shot himself in the foot. Playboy model has been sentenced for uh, killing her sugar daddy. Husband has confessed disemboweling, dis, 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 disembowering, disembowering, is that how you say that? Disembowering his wife. The fucking M&M's thing. God damn. Fight Missouri erupted over a dress code aimed at women. Because, you know, right-wingers love to tell women what to do with their bodies. Speaking of which, the Alabama Attorney General threatened to punish people with prosecution who uh, provided abortion pills... I'm, I get accused a lot of being partisan, of living in a red-blue paradigm. I get accused a lot of being partisan. Tonight, I will, I will give you both sides of the coin. A Republican candidate's wife was arrested for voter fraud. An Alabama Democrat has been arrested for voter fraud. Partial around here. There is a whistleblower going around on right-wing media saying that migrants are doing drugs and having sex parties on the taxpayer dollar. Based to me. You know how Joe Manchin has done such a great job of appealing to Democrats? Oh, wait a minute. No, he didn't do that. He killed Joe Biden's agenda. So I guess Joe Manchin is, you know laying claim to the Republican vote and trying to appeal to them. A new GOP set of ads coming out attacking Joe Manchin, Tester in Montana, the furthest right Democrats. Fox, good evening. Buddha Bean, good evening. A sexually charged day, you say. You live in sexual anarchy? 
I've got you something here. This is this is this is one of those things. The headline said, I watched this interview and that's eight minutes of my life. I can't get back. However, I'm a glutton for punishment, so we're going to watch all eight minutes of an interview from Steve Bannon's War Room hosted by Matt Gates. Where Matt Gates interviews George Santos. Now, why might Steve Bannon not be doing his show. Well, Steve Bannon was doing court on his We Build the Wall scam, but apparently has been ghosting his lawyers. Congressional Republicans wasting no time coming after staff unions, congressional staff unions under attack by the incoming Republicans. I guess they're no longer incoming. They are here. They have came come all over our faces smoking smoking is back in the US Capitol apparently it was never really banned in individual lawmakers offices we're gonna get the history of smoking in the Capitol that'll be fun Kevin McCarthy had a wild press conference earlier today where he talked about getting an FBI briefing on Representative Eric Swalwell. I've got the clips. I've got Swalwell's response. All kinds of shit going on. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, there's, then there's this whole big story about, you know, Joe Biden had documents next to his Corvette. We'll catch you up on what's going on with the classified document saga with Joe Biden. Garland has appointed a special counsel. Biden responded to reporter questions earlier today. We're going to hear from a legal expert. And we're going to hear from a not-so-legal expert, and his name is Donald Trump. All that and more tonight on the Troll Patrol Live. Content warning, bitches. You're going to put a giant gas stove on the floor of the house next week. I am proud of myself. The story where I I clipped, you know, us doing the gas stove thing uh, last night. First of all, here's your meme of the day. I wake up mad for absolutely no reason. Now it's everyone's problem. I have no clue why. I'm just, I'm, I'm angry when I first wake up. I'm sorry. Quivering. Good evening, my friend. Anybody else snuck in here on me that I didn't see? Love you all. I was proud. I was proud of the clip that I made for YouTube about the gas stoves. First of all, I called it gas stove grandstanding and had this awesome picture of Bill Cassidy. Bill Cassidy. Bill Cassidy. Bill Cassidy. But then, like, the, the, the title, I put Gaslighting. <laughs> Right-wing media outraged about possibly, maybe, banning gas stoves, phasing them out in the future. Ron DeSantis already came, came out with merchandise. Merchandise about gas stoves. These people are craving
Now it's everyone's problem. I'm not high enough for this shit. And no, no, no! Justin Rowland. What the hell, man? What the hell? Globus, good evening, my friend! Can someone shout out the Elder for me? I would greatly appreciate it. While I, while I take a hit of this, this uh, pipe. My buddy was complimenting my pipe earlier. And I was like, you know, I don't remember how I... How I came to have possession of this pipe. This is the best hitting glass piece I have ever had. But it's not like I wouldn't look at this. I know me and I wouldn't look at this in a head shop and be like, oh, that's a cool looking pipe. I want to buy that. I wonder if like I caught it on sale or something. Maybe it's got, maybe it's got a, a deformity in it somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. But like, the pattern is not something I would be attracted to. I don't think it's pretty. But this is the best hitting pipe. The best hitting glass pipe. Because I'm partial to the bong. This is the best hitting glass pipe I've ever had. It's just, it's, it's big and bulky. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I try to give because I have friends that blow gra uh, blow blow grass. <laughs> I have friends that blow glass. I try to give them constructive feedback about how the pipe hits. But sometimes it's just it's hard to put in words. It's ineffable how well this pipe hits. Wash your ass. Life is too short to walk this earth for a crusty asshole. Wash your ass. I'm gonna change that. I didn't have I didn't have time to do that earlier. I'm gonna I'm gonna change. Life is too short to walk this earth for a crusty asshole. Wash your ass. Or dude, I'm I'm gonna put the two cleaning guys. I'm gonna put them up at the same time. They're gonna be scrubbing and. Water at the same time. I don't know why I did it separately. <laughs> My guy, I asked Media Winch to be special guest co-host for tomorrow night's Friday Night Freak Show. She said yes. And I just read that far, but there was a but. And she was actually saying no, she couldn't make it, but I just read yes. Spent all this time making this fantastic... Poster for the Friday Night Freak Show for tomorrow night with Media Winch with the Jason mask on. <laughs> and Media Winch won't be able to join us. I'm gonna try I'm gonna try to come up with a suitable replacement though. But I really I spent way too much time on that poster. So it like I really need to find somebody to step into Media Winch's shoes. Hard to fill Media Winch's shoes. Hopefully somebody with a cartoon uh, uh, profile picture that I can just sub in with... Uh, yeah, tomorrow is Friday the 13th. OAS, good evening, my friend. Media Winch is a tough get now because she's got a uh, wild 
Work schedule. You're at, you're acting like Media Winch wouldn't wouldn't come on anytime I ask. No, she's she's going to be uh in a different location. She even offered to come on with a laptop setup. I was like, no, no, no. We want to be able to see your pretty face in high def. We want to be able to hear your voice. I did the I did the free show logo like the old school Friday the thirteenth poster. By the way, by the way, Curiouser is going to stop and get some lotto tickets tomorrow on Friday the 13th. She thinks uh, it's going to be lucky. It's going to be lucky for her to get lottery tickets on Friday the 13th. I try to always bring Media Winch on for holidays. That's kind of a thing I, I'm, I'm trying to make happen. Like Media Winch is a holiday guest. I've been t- I've been told I need Media Winch on more. Oh, do I not have the Halloween one? I really I really liked the Halloween promo I made, but I ended up looking like I ended up looking like Hulk Hogan. Put a Fu Manchu and a bandana on a pumpkin. I ended up looking like Hulk Hogan instead of like you know it looking like me. Might be flying solo tomorrow. Who knows? But maybe, maybe we'll get a we'll get a special guest host. Maybe I'll just do a fucking around stream. We'll watch a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Now Friday the Thirteenth is actually the anniversary of the Friday Night Freak Show. August 13th was the very first Friday Night Freak Show, this incarnation, on YouTube and Twitch. Should I should I just always celebrate the anniversary of the Freak Show on, uh, on a Friday the 13th, whether it's the anniversary or not? Like, it's the anniversary episode of the Freak Show. This is January. Ray, good evening. I don't know. I don't know. I've, uh, which, have I seen them all? I would say I probably haven't seen like four or five. I've probably ducked out from the ones that were, I'm, I'm not old enough to have seen them when they were out. And then pick back up on the ones that came out while I was like a teenager and shit. So like Jason X, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan and shit. Like those, those are when I was a teenager. I picked back up on those. The eighth one's the one where they're on the, on the ship, right? Watch four, skip five. I don't know. We'll play it by ear. Hopefully, I'll have a co-host tomorrow. Now, speaking of scary shit, we got news. We got to find out what that news be doing. 
Also, Twitch still has not approved my emotes. They're still in emote purgatory. So, we found out last night that there are more classified documents that Biden was in possession of besides the one besides the ones that his staffers discovered at the Penn Biden Center. Apparently this other set of classified documents were in his garage. So in order to remove any taint of impropriety, I said taint. Attorney General Merrick Garland held a press conference earlier today where he announced he was uh, appointing a special prosecutor to oversee the handling of classified documents by Joe Biden. As we come on the air, special counsel has just been appointed to investigate how President Biden still had classified materials from his time as vice president. This is Tim Tama Bay. I'm Courtney Robinson. And I'm Josh Sador. What's that special counsel announced just about four Come on, man. Oh, after a second batch of classified documents now was found. This time in the president. I can't wait to hear what Biden has to say on this. He's fully cooperating with the Justice Department investigation. And investigators are already questioning his former team. Skylar Henry explains how we got to this point and what is next. The extraordinary circumstances here require the appointment of a special counsel for this matter. This appointment underscores for the public the department's commitment to both independence and accountability in particularly sensitive matters. The first batch of classified documents were found at the former vice president's private office on November 2nd and turned over to the National Archives, who notified the DOJ two days later. More documents were found in the president's Wilmington, Delaware garage in December. And Biden's lawyers confirmed today that they found another document at his home. I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said we're cooperating fully. I saw some right winger that put the, you know, did the uh, Lionel Hutz thing and put the uh, comma there. I take classified documents, comma, seriously. The Justice Department's review. CBS News has learned some of the people who worked for Mr. Biden during his time as vice president have already been questioned by the DOJ. House Republicans say they want to know what kind of danger Clinically, good evening. to national security. Clearly he has mishandled this, these classified documents. There's you know, issues of concerns of national security. I've requested a threat assessment from the director of national intelligence. Other Republicans say the DOJ treated former President Trump much harsher raiding his Mar-a-Lago home to find classified material that the National yes. Archives repeatedly requested he return. Tones, good evening. The leak photos of sitting out files of President Trump. Where's the photos of President Biden's documents? House Republicans have already launched an investigation looking into the Department of Justice. And I'm assuming they probably Trump took pictures. Case. So what, what we know about the special counsel assigned. They have archived the documents which they've been turned over to them. The difference why you don't have pictures is because the ones with Trump were taken at a crime scene. Biden's team contacted the National Archives and said, hey, we're in possession of this. Let us hand them over to you. Trump had to be raided because he wouldn't hand them over. 
the fundamental difference. I don't want to have to keep defending Joe Biden. But, like, people just keep coming at him with bullshit allegations. Come on, man. ...to this case, Robert Hur, he's the former top federal prosecutor in Maryland. Former President Trump appointed him to that... Politically, thank you for the resub. ...says that during her tenure, he supervised some of the department's more important, quote-unquote, national security, public corruption, and other high-profile matters. In a statement, her pledged to conduct the investigation with fair, impartial, and dispassionate judgment. President Biden's attorneys say that he is confident that the review will show that the documents were inadvertently misplaced and the president and his lawyers acted promptly upon discovery of this. Mistake. That's the key. On top of this investigation, you can download our Did they act properly upon the discovery? Because we know for a fact, at least going back to Clinton, that presidents, for some reason, are in possession of documents that they have taken from the White House and some of them are classified. Clinton did it, Obama did it, apparently Biden did it. Clinically cheering 666. Thank you so much, my friend. I greatly appreciate you. It's your support that helps me uh, kick authority in the balls. He's kicking authority in the balls. Let's hear from Joe Biden, shall we? He took questions from reporters earlier today. I probably should have found a longer clip of this. Because this is probably too much fun. The entire press conference. Classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a lock garage. Okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. (laughs) He don't park on the curb, Jack. As well as my Corvette. Um, But uh, as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center. The Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately notified, and the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see. We're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident. Not enough for right wingers. Is that Sagar and Jetty? What's he doing in the press pool? No, it's not. My bad. I mean, sure, okay. I. It seems like there's something nefarious up with, you know, Trump taking the documents. Is it within the realm of possibility that he's just a stupid fuck? And 
didn't take them for nefarious purposes. Yeah, but I'd put that at like 5%. (laughs) Apparently, the appointment of a special counsel, which Merrick Garland did earlier this afternoon, might make it more likely that Trump is actually prosecuted. Legal experts, new special counsel makes it much easier and more likely to indict Trump. Legal experts are weighing in after Attorney General Merrick Garland announced Thursday afternoon he has appointed Andrew Herr as special counsel to review President Joe Biden's handling of classified documents. Last month, Garland, after more than 500 days into the DOJ's investigation of Trump's handling of classified documents, appointed Jack Smith as special counsel to investigate the ex-president. Both special counsels are former Trump appointees. Republicans have been attacking President Biden despite aides immediately contacting DOJ and the National Archives to return the documents, which are believed to have been misplaced. In stark contrast, Donald Trump or his aides are believed to have been responsible for the packing for uh, transport of hundreds of classified documents from the White House to an unsecured area of his Mar-a-Lago resort. Trump himself reportedly personally packed boxes of classified documents after the National Archives demanded their return, but did not send all of them back. Noted National Security Attorney Brad Moss on Thursday said, I have no issue with Garland appointing a special counsel here regarding the Biden documents. I think it's pointless. Her will still report to Garland in the end but the politics of the moment require it. It changes nothing in terms of my legal analysis of liability. On Wednesday, Moss had said uh, about the Trump versus Biden classified documents issues, objective legal analysts have spent six months making clear that criminal liability for Trump exists only because of his obstruction. Absent that, DOJ wouldn't bother prosecuting an accidental mishandling uh, case here. Nothing I have seen has changed my mind yet that Biden and his team, for now at least, are not at risk of criminal exposure. Nor do I have any reason to believe this changes the calculus of an indictment of Trump. That said, the sloppiness by Biden's staff angers me. I still don't view this as a criminal issue. I'm sorry, I didn't flip uh, over there, did I? My apologies for not letting you read along with me. I was I was reading from alternate since you guys didn't see that. They were just reporting on the legal analyst and what he said on Twitter. Trump has a demand for Merrick Garland. Now this was before the special counsel appointment. Attorney General Merrick Garland has appointed a special counsel in the investigation of classified documents found in President Joe Biden's possession. But that's not the only thing Donald Trump wants to see. Merrick Garland has to immediately end special counsel investigation into anything related to me because I did everything right and appoint a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden who hates Biden as much as Jack Smith hates me. (laughs) 
this 70-something-year-old petulant child. Merrick Garland has to immediately end special counsel investigation into anything related to me because I did everything right and appoint a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden, who hates Biden as much as Jack Smith hates me. They elected that man president. I have no goodwill towards the Republican Party, anyone who supported or voted for Trump. A blithering fucking idiot. And a malicious one. You know, it'd be different... If if we elected an idiot just for shits and giggles, just did it for the lulls as president and to fuck shit up, that'd be one thing. But a malicious idiot. You know, who can I think of that's just a harmless dumb person? Who's a harmless dumb person? <laughs> We put Jonah Hill as president. A harmless, dumb person. I don't even know that Jonah Hill is all that. I've, I've completely ruined this bit. I'm sorry. Lindsey Graham is not a harmless, dumb person. Lenny. Lenny. Good evening, my friend. Yep, I ruined that bit. Somebody think of a harmless dumb person for me. Let's Google it. Harmless dumb person. Dustin. Cicero. Andy Andy Dick is, uh... He's kind of malicious. He's like assaulted people and shit. Yep, yep, I, I ruined my own bit by not being able to... Mike Pillow is dumb but not harmless. I was on crack. Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm trying to think of somebody apolitical. Tom Green. Tom Green is a harmless... I. Tom Green might not be dumb, though. Wait, everybody hates... Um, It's also Andy, isn't it? Who was Conan's sidekick? Andy Richter. Yeah, there we go. Did he assault somebody? I I don't count self-destructiveness tones. <laughs> Tom Green is a harmless, dumb person. Steve-O is a harmless, dumb person. Now I'm just like running down like the, the people who were on MTV in the 90s. 
Jenny McCarthy, not a harmless dumb person. Dumb, but not harmless. Is Tom Green a sex pest? Apparently just everybody sucks, guys. We're going to get into fucking... Apparently Rick Sanchez is a horrible person. Who would have ever thought that? Steve O's pretty clean now, isn't he? Like, he got himself together. Well, hopefully, um, like all of you that have helped support me here on this channel, hopefully no allegations ever come out about me because I've been really open about everything. (laughs) Uh, When I was a lot younger, there are times that I probably pressured women into, into, you know, as a 19, 20-year-old, had instances where I was a little too pushy for, for sexual relations. I didn't, I didn't ever assault anybody. I don't think. So I don't ever think there's going to be any like Alan, people aren't going to be dropping the hammer on me. Like I'm at Andrew Callahan or some shit. Cause I've, I've also told, like, all the stories of having sex on the air. <laughs> uh, and I'm very, I'm also very aloof. So, like, a lot of times, like, I don't ever make the first move. Like, a woman's got to, like, throw herself at me. So hopefully no allegations come out. James Corden, James Corden, yeah, he he's like he's shit to the workers. The truth will come out about me. I don't think there's anything in my past that would come back to haunt me. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like anything that would come out about me, everybody'd be like, Yeah, that sounds like Justin. Oh, there is the... So I do kind of have, like, the reason I got canceled from doing comedy in Johnson City, Tennessee. But, like, when you hear my side of the story... Because <laughs> I had a friend who was who was friends with both of us. And apparently this woman was like, Justin is problematic, we need to cancel him and shit. And my friend contacted me and was like, what exactly happened? And when I told him, he's like, oh, that makes perfect sense. So I had a friend who was a stand-up comedian. She was kind of a bigger gal. And I, 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 she was pretty and everything. Like I, like, I like bigger gals. Don't get me wrong. I prefer bigger gals. Put a big old booty in my face. But we weren't romantically involved or anything. We were we were going and doing open mics and shit together. And one night she was hosting the mic that we were at. And uh, I I I was coming out of like a depression. Uh, I remember I'd gotten paid that day, 
and like I was I was wanting and I wasn't driving she was driving so I after my sex I always I always went up early I always went up as early as I could because I like getting the crowd's usually better at the beginning of open mics so I went up early second or third or something and I'm I'm like pounding drinks or maybe I'm pounding beers I don't remember what I'm, what I'm even drinking at the time and the girl who goes up after me, great friend of mine, love her to death. Uh, her name is Leah. Uh, I, I need to have her on as guest host of the Freak Show sometime. She goes up after me, and she has just like this fucking insane set where she's talking about giving two dudes blowjobs in a Dairy Queen bathroom, and there's cum and shit all over the walls and stuff. And I'm like, this is my kind of girl. So she comes off from doing her set, and I follow her out. And she and I are, are like smoking cigarettes and everything, and we really hit it off. So like she's she's leaving that mic to go do another mic on the other side of town. She gives me her number, and so like she and I are like texting back and forth all night, just saying the nastiest shit. Remember, her set was about her blowing two guys in a Dairy Queen bathroom and shit, and come all over the walls. So, like, she's texting me the nastiest shit. And I I am, like, getting plastered. After I had a good set, too. I had a good set. I felt like I did a good job. I got got great applause. My friend who was hosting, who was dressed really nicely, and she had on a dress that was really accentuating her her big-ass titties. She had huge titties, and she clearly wanted people to look at them. That's not that's not a reason to comment, whatever, but just setting up, painting the proper picture here. They looked very nice that night. And she did not feel that she did well, and I did not know this. So she's really down on her job, because like she's busy, I'm not talking to her throughout the night. Because she's introducing everybody, bringing them on stage. A host for an open mic does about like two minutes up front and then brings people on and then we'll do like, you know, 30 to a minute, 30 seconds to a minute every time, you know, tell a little short jokey joke and then bring people on. Try to, try to, um, you know, make jokes about the performers and stuff and tie everything together. So she felt like she did a really shitty job. So we decide to go get some food and we're walking across Asheville. Asheville's a super cool city. It's like two o'clock in the morning. And she's got two dudes that she met at the show somehow or something. I don't know what the deal was, but she's talking with the two dudes. I'm texting Leah still. And apparently, as I'm going down the, the sidewalk, I'm like talking about like the nasty shit Leah said. Like she wants me to bend her over and fuck her, like blah, 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 blah. Whatever the fuck she's saying, I'm relaying because I'm thinking it's funny. But they don't know that I'm talking about the comedian who went up after me. They don't know who, because I'm drunk, I'm in my own world, I'm in Justin world. So we get to the restaurant, and I I, I remember I go outside, and there were women petting my hair, because like, it's just weird people walking, when I say weird people, I, I mean that in the best way possible. Weird people walking the, the streets of Asheville in the middle of the night. So these, these women are coming up and they're petting my hair and stuff as I'm smoking a cigarette. 
And when I come back into the restaurant, I sit down at the table and I look over my at my friend Chelsea and I'm like, ma'am, it looks like your titty's getting ready to pop out on the table and order something to eat. Boom, the two people at the table, fucking the, the dudes that were with us, they're busting out laughing, right? So, you know, I'm... I'm killing, I'm killing, you know. I've, I've done a, I've done a, uh, uh, I've done a good set all night. I'm really high on on how well I have done and cracked people up. When I get in the car with her, it is clear she is fucking pissed at me. And like me being me, I didn't want to leave it alone. Apparently, she just wanted to not talk about it and talk about it with me when I was sober. But I'm like, no, no, you got to tell me what's wrong. And, uh, she was like, I do not like the way you talk about women, blah, 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 blah. And I defended myself, right? Because I'm like, no, I'm talking about the comedian that went up right after me. But apparently she spread rumors that I'm a sex pest or whatever the fuck. And several venues wouldn't have me on to do comedy anymore. Because it was inappropriate for me to make a joke about her titties. But I'm like, we're stand-up comedian. And like, I see that. I see, I I agree with her that perhaps it, it that is that is wrong of me to comment on a woman's appearance who didn't invite me to. Indeed. On the flip side of that, we're two comedians. So, <laughs> anywho. Anywho. Oh, and there was a girl. <laughs> there was a girl in college. <laughs> she told the professors that I made her uncomfortable. And they took it as it was a sexual thing, but I was ragging her about religion the whole time. <laughs> so, so there is that. That there, I got some report on me that I made a, I made a girl in a in a class when we were in college uncomfortable. That was because I made fucking fun of of Christianity non fucking stop. No, I didn't. No. Apparently, like, uh, there was one time that she was at my apartment or something, and, like, like, she was dropping me off after a show, and, like, she just stayed there, like, we're smoking pot or something, and I was like, you can show me your titties if you want to, or some shit like that, just making a joke, because she did have really nice titties, I would... Well, I just, I think the, I think the professors just took it as I was making like sexual advances on her or something, but I was making religion jokes all the fucking time, mocking her for, for like, oh, you believe in God, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know what was said, right? Cause the report was private, the harassment allegation that I have against me. So there you go. So there, like, fucking, there are things about me that may come out, but like, it's that kind of shit. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully, there's never any allegation that you're like, oh god, 
I can't believe Justin did that. Hopefully everything that somebody kind of comes out and accuses me of, you'd be like, oh, I totally believe Justin did that. That was the line that got your attention when you met your late husband? What? About not believing in God? At that college, I had a a girlfriend, and apparently she was way out of my league or something, and everybody wondered how in the fuck I I had her as a girlfriend. But we were we were working in the in the editing, or I was working in the editing lab one night. I over I oversaw the editing lab in the broadcasting department, and there's a bunch of you know people from the department sitting around, and she comes in and like. She's like, I was at Starbucks and some dude came up and kept putting his big religious dick in my conversation. And my friend Richard turned around and was like, oh, now it makes sense. Oh, a customer came in and said, nice tits. It depends on... some, Some women really enjoy a compliment on their tits. If they're showing off their tits on on Twitter all the time, compliment their tits. But if they ain't showing off their titties, you probably shouldn't mention it. Rule of thumb. Like if there's a, <laughs> I asked a I asked a uh, cam girl, OnlyFans girl that I I I, I kind of like. I asked her to come on and be a co-host on the Freak Show. She has not responded. She does. The, she does a, a thing she calls a boob cruise. She goes out and like live streams herself driving around with her tits out. <laughs> I see. Like it, it's her personality for me. Like she's really cool. I can tell she's really cool. I want to have her on for the Freak Show. That's a good that's a good rule of thumb clinically if you haven't touched them yet. Hell yeah, burn those bras. Speaking of the 70s, the 70s were a time where you could just go and smoke anywhere. You could smoke on airplanes, you could smoke in the McDonald's, and you damn sure could smoke in the US Capitol. Thanks to Republicans, smoking is back in the Capitol under new House Republican majority. Let me light one up to that. Now, I would, I would, I would be in favor of smoking at the Capitol, you know, smoking a little Chiba. Republicans are back in control of the U.S. House of Representatives, and that means members are once again allowed to smoke inside the building. The Republican majority has made the rule change despite the fact that smoking indoors is banned in Washington, D.C. and generally considered to have negative effects on people's health. The House and Senate are, except for marijuana, which has positive benefits on people's health. Oh shit, did Lisa Marie die? She was rushed to the hospital a couple hours ago. Maybe about three or four hours ago. Oh well. The Republican majority has made the rule change despite the fact that smoking indoors is banned. Sir, you do not refer to her as Elvis's daughter. You refer to her as Michael Jackson's ex-wife. 
That is what she is best known for. She was in the video for Another Day is Gone and I'm Still Alone. Man, when I found out that was an R. Kelly song, I'm like, God damn. Yep, yep, that does sound like an R. Kelly song. That's why it doesn't really match a, a Michael Jackson. I always thought it sounded odd in his canon, and it, it, it is because R. Kelly wrote that shit. Also taints that song since R. P- piss on R. Kelly. Nope, nope, don't do that. He'd probably like it. Unlike Dan Crenshaw, who I would give anything in the world to piss in his open eye hole. Not Beck, Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck, the guitar god, died yesterday. Beck, the musician of like two turntables and a microphone, he's still kicking as far as I know. Where it's at? I was playing Mortal Kombat with my buddy last night. And he said, man, you like speaking sound bites. Why, why are you giving me material? And I'm like, shit, is this just a thing I do? (laughs) Is it just so ingrained in me now that I'm like busting out material on my buddy while I'm, (laughs) while I'm playing Mortal Kombat? (laughs) Also, I whooped his ass. They are indeed two different people. I did not get to see Jeff Beck in concert. I have indeed, however, seen Beck in concert. What was what was Jeff Beck's cause of death? Wait, wait, I've got the internet. What the hell? Bacterial meningitis. Bacterial meningitis. Wow. We are the world. We are the children. Oh, quivering. I bet. I bet. They're all saying the vaccine killed him. I'm sure they're going to say the vaccine killed... Not Priscilla. Lisa Marie. Apparently, you go into convulsions and shit when you get the bacterial meningitis. The only reason I know about it is because that's what they covered up a murder with when I was doing news in eastern Kentucky. The governor's step-granddaughter was murdered by the governor's step-grandson and the former governor, former governor, and the former governor covered it up. They said she died of bacterial meningitis. I know that for a fact that that's not true. But any whore. That's a story for another time. I think I've told that story before. Speaking of tall stories. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy told a doozy on Eric Swalwell. Now, I am not privy to FBI uh, briefings. So maybe Kevin McCarthy is telling the truth, but I am skeptical about his claims. Here's McCarthy earlier today. Why? You said you said you're going to let Democrats appoint their own members to the committee, but you 
you've also indicated you're not going to I was very clear early on. Um, let me phrase something very direct to you. If you got the briefing I got from the FBI, you wouldn't have Swalwell on any committee. And you're going to tell me other Democrats couldn't fill that slot? He cannot get a security clearance in the private sector. So would you like to give him a government clearance? You asked me questions about Santos. You asked the questions about Swalwell. Not only was he getting a clearance, he was inside an intel committee. He had more information than the majority of all the members. Did you ever raise that issue? No, which you should have. You're going to tell me there's 200 other Democrats that couldn't fill that slot, but they kept him on it? The only way that they even knew it came forward is when they went to nominate him to the Intel Committee. And then the FBI came and told the leadership then, he's got a problem. What's the problem? And they kept him on. That jeopardized all of us. Because here's the, the reason I am skeptical of the claims is because I've seen numerous right-wingers claim that Swalwell was sleeping with Chinese spy Fang Fang. But that is not true. Fang Fang apparently was indeed like a volunteer on Swalwell's campaign, but didn't have a relationship with him. She was accused of sleeping with two Midwestern mayors. Not Swalwell. So that's what, because Republicans have cried wolf so many times, I'm apt not to believe you when you say shit like this. Adam Schiff openly lied to the American public. He told you he had proof. He told you he didn't know the whistleblower. He put America for four years through an impeachment that he knew was a lie. At the same time we had Ukraine, at the same time we had Afghanistan collapse. Was that Hi, Abel, good evening. the Intel Committee? No. So what I am doing with the Intel Committee, bringing it back to the jurisdiction it's supposed to do. Forward looking to keep this country safe. Keep the politics out of it. So yes, I'm doing exactly what we're supposed to do. Last question. Wow, keep the politics out of it in this extremely political move. Walwell earlier today on Twitter posted a clip of a death threat that he received following McCarthy's comments. I'm going to hit the content warning because I'd say it's graphic. Getting your ass kicked off the committee is the least of your problems. The American people aren't going to be happy till we see you fucking hang by the neck until dead, dead, dead. Legally. Through trial. Have a nice swing, asshole. Well, at least he said legally through trial. He was, he was smart enough to be like, no, through legal means. So Eric Swalwell was on with Chris Hayes last night reacting to the vitriol that he is receiving from the right and the accusations that he is receiving from people like Kevin McCarthy. This, this pathway of removing members from committee is basically saying you should not do that because if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. As soon as House Republicans finally performed the basic task of electing a speaker, they started enacting their revenge against House Democrats, and it was long planned. 
after the House removed extremist Republicans Paul Gosar and Marjorie Taylor Greene from their committee assignments in 2021, Kevin McCarthy promised to get even. Now he tells Punchbowl News that, as Speaker, quote, he would block California Democrats Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell from spots in the House Intelligence Committee and move to take Minnesota Democratic Congresswoman Ilhan Omar off the Foreign Affairs Committee. And just to be clear about what this is actually all about, McCarthy's already fundraising off his promise to, quote, fire the Democratic members from their committees, with one reporter posting this screenshot of not one, not two, but three fundraising emails sent out within an hour on this topic. Joining me now is one of those members, Kevin McCarthy, plans to fire Congressman Eric Swalwell, who in the last Congress served on the Judiciary, Homeland Security and Intelligence Committees. Um, Congressman, first, I guess... um, would you feel better or worse if he was... Now, there? I do want to know exactly, uh, is it true that he cannot get clearance in the private sector? I would I would like to know that, and I would like Chris Hayes to ask him that question. Using a lot of money off of these solicitations. <laughs> uh, Chris, the only person who supports this is my wife, who is like, great, you're going to be home to change more diapers. I love it. Um, but the, the truth is, Chris, it, it's purely vengeance, and I just want to walk your viewers through this because this happened uh, nearly 10 years ago. The FBI told me that someone who had been helping our campaign in a district with 35% Asian Americans may be working with the Chinese government. I did what I hope every one of my colleagues would do, which was to help the FBI get this person out of the country. Now, Swalwell fully cooperated, we know this. Ryan learns about the FBI's investigation into this individual, keeps me on the Intel Committee, Donald Trump becomes president and I become, you know, one of the leaders of the impeachment. He has access to this and releases nothing about my cooperation. It's only now that a Trump intel official had leaked my cooperation to suggest that there was some wrongdoing on my part, that this is even an issue. And by the way, Chris, the FBI did something they'd never do. On multiple occasions, they put out a statement that I was nothing but helpful, cooperative, and never under the suspicion of wrongdoing. So it's purely only about vengeance. And in that fundraising email, he says, aren't you tired of Swalwell, Schiff, and Omar's antics? Let's fire them. And and that's not good for the Congress. That's not good for the committee. And that's not good for a Republican who in two years, if you're in the you know minority, if you want to set this precedent, that's just not how this place should work. Well, to, to your point here, right, so there was this espionage investigation you were notified of. The FBI says you were cooperative with it. This happened 10 years ago. This was, just to be clear, this is sort of the causus belly. The reason that you brought it up is that the, the, um, yeah. the, the peg that they're hanging this on <laughs> is, is this story. But yeah. it seems clear that, I mean, even when you listen to them, when he says it's their antics, when Congressman Donald says what's good for the goose is the goose of the gander, is that what happened was Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar did things that were really outside the bounds and norms of the normal comedy of uh, the House. Paul Gosar had a video in which, like, a version of him was murdering AOC. (laughs) Uh, And and there was, you know, repercussions for that. And immediately they were looking for a kind of tit-for-tat scenario and came in looking for that. that. They don't seem to be hiding that really so much. They're not. It's brazen. Chris, when, uh, you know, back in... Uh, you know, the Boehner era, when McCarthy was passed up, you know, the first time, he said 
the quiet part out loud. He said, you know, what have I done for the party? Well, we created this Benghazi committee and now Hillary Clinton's poll numbers are tanking. That's exactly what he's doing here with the fundraising email is he's a that was the excuse they used to pass over McCarthy substantive reason, uh, you know, to remove us. And by the way, uh, as Adam Schiff, myself and Miss Omar lose our committee assignments, who will receive committee assignments? Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar and George Santos, if that's even his name. If that's even his name. Here's the thing about this. Um, it, it's, I think that this is entirely a sort of tit-for-tat bad faith undertaking. But to put the question back on you that you said, right? Like, I guess the question is, is there a precedent that was set with Gosar and Marjorie Taylor Greene that was a bad precedent? Or is there a way of policing this? No. Does this become sheer will to power that this now becomes a cycle of each new majority? Yeah, Chris, if... There is a colleague on the Democratic side who advocates for violence, for physical violence to enact your political will. I will be the first person to introduce a resolution to remove them from their committee. That's not what has happened here. Yeah, that is a, why Gosar and Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, I think advocating for violence and, you know, advocating for violence instead of voting for political will is a pretty good standard. And, and no one on our side uh, meets that standard. <laughs> My God, they didn't even they didn't even uphold that standard with the Democrats because there were still several insurrectionists on committees. Well, what will be happening in this Congress? Um, so I want to ask you about the news today about the uh, the Biden administration that that aides found a second batch of classified documents at a new location. We don't know where that location is. Of course, the previous day it was his garage. Documents that have been found in the Penn Biden Center in Washington, D.C., apparently immediately reported to uh, the National Archives and turned over. The case referred to a U.S. attorney in Illinois by Merrick Garland today. New documents. You concerned about this? Well, uh, Chris, we have the benefit of the Trump case that there were court filings. And so we know exactly what the documents were, you know, at least not the details, but we know the classifications. We know that Donald Trump was asked over and over and, and refused to, you know, to cooperate. And even still today, maybe refusing to cooperate. Here, we're relying on media reports, and, and I'll take them at their word, but I would like to learn a little bit more. I will say, these seem like apples and oranges, but I would also like maybe in the future for Republicans and Democrats to agree that maybe we should find, you know, a, a better way to inventory, you know, classified documents so that, you know, something like this never happens again. But if the Biden team is cooperating, that is in stark contrast to Donald Trump, who is litigating his way and believes that he has the right to possess, you know, these classified documents. Yeah. In fact, I believe he's called them uh, my, my documents. I think he's asked for them back, hasn't he? California delegation. Uh, there is a lot of uh, uh, news about the Senate seat, uh, the seat held by Dianne Feinstein. I think it's broadly anticipated. Katie Porter. She won't run for re-election. Apparently one of the others in the running is Adam Schiff. Representative Katie Porter has announced a bid for that seat. Your colleague Adam Schiff, widely expected to throw his hat in the ring, possibly Barbara Lee. Do you have a horse you're backing in this race? <laughs> uh, well, I sure do. First, I'll just say, I think the focus of the delegation right now is on the storms at home. And, and I, like uh, Adam Schiff noted yesterday, have been on the phone you know, all week uh, with folks affected by that. So maybe when we come out of these storms, I'll consider that. I'll just say, I, I've re you know, I like all my colleagues, Adam Schiff has been our chairman. And, and I think, you know, we saw up close and personal, uh, you know, the strength, uh, you know, the fearlessness uh, and, and the ability to defend the Constitution when it was on the line uh, in the first impeachment. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to let these storms settle and then uh, come back to you. I think I have a good odds now uh, after that answer. On yeah, 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 yeah. I think we all know. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
I think we all know who you're supporting, dude. I ain't down with it. I'll defend you against the baseless allegations from Republicans. But we're still not, we're not in the same caucus, sir. Yeah, I said caucus. You live in sexual anarchy? On the other side of the break, we're going to hear from George Santos. He went on with Steve Bannon on Steve Bannon's pandemic war room was on with Matt Gates. This is just the whole group. Some really unsavory individuals involved with this. Republicans are coming after uh, congressional staff, uh, unions. A whistleblower claims that migrants are throwing parties and having sex on the taxpayer dollar. A Republican candidate's wife was arrested for voter fraud. An Alabama Democrat was arrested for voter fraud. Zuby says we've hit peak wokeness. The right wing has a problem with M&Ms, the Golden Globes, and apparently Daily Wire movies. A boy band singer said that he wanted to have a flight attendant's chocolate babies. Rick Sanchez is a piece of shit. Uh, A school custodian shot himself and is apparently facing charges. A Playboy model, a former Playboy model, has been sentenced for killing her sugar daddy. A former cop was stabbed to death. And Bad Baby says that the people that signed up for her OnlyFans the day she turned 18 should be arrested. All that and more on the other side of the break here on the Troll Patrol Live. Hi, I'm Justin Freakin. I'm a leftist broadcaster and comedian. Not liberal. Leftist. And despite what you may have heard from right-wing propaganda... George Soros isn't handing out Soros bucks and funding people like me. There are no Koch brothers, Mercers, or any number of right-wing think tanks funding content on the left side of the spectrum the way they fund people like Ben Shapiro, Dave Rubin, and Dennis Prager. And YouTube doesn't monetize videos that are controversial or deal with politics unless you're someone like Steven Crowder. So this is an ultimatum. Become a patron, support my Patreon, or I'm going to become a right-winger and get some of that easy money. You know for a fact that I could be bigger than Charlie Kirk or Jesse Lee Peterson. Amazing! All I have to do is talk about how I used to be an SJW snowflake, but the left went too far with their cultural Marxism, and Republicans are stupid enough to buy it even though this video exists. And you know I'm right. So give me your money, or I'm selling you out. You live in sexual anarchy? Try to get you guys a kitten. Kitten! Usually she comes. Usually she comes when you you shout for her. I have to have Curiouser shout for her. Get her out of my hair. Oh yeah, I know, I know. I'm 
I'm asking for it. I bring the kitten in here, and she'll be cute for a little bit, and then she'll start fucking scratching me. Kitten. I'm, I've got no cats. There are no cats in here whatsoever. Kitten, look at him. Don't lick your foot. Look at look at the people. <laughs> look at the people, kitten. One, look at him. Show him show him your cute little eyes. <laughs> so Curiouser always leaves something on for the kittens to watch in there, and they're they're all in there watching TV. That's why I couldn't get a cat. They're all on the couch or in a chair watching TV. So usually it's the Golden Girls. Sometimes it's Trailer Park Boys. Tonight it was True Blood. She left True Blood on for the cats. I go in there and all I hear is like, when'd you start Dylan V? DNC, is that your... Oh, Curiouser and Curiouser? This is her place. I am staying with her temporarily. Yeah, that is her cat. My cats are around here somewhere. They're just not, they're not in my space at the moment. Apparently, producer Davis tried to get her on camera, but she, she, I've tried to get her on camera when, like, she'll come in and rip a bong when I'm on. She talks. She's a talker. She'll 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 talk to you all day long. So like I can't hand her a microphone though. She don't want it. True blood. Okay, so the the first season I really liked. I liked the whole you know civil rights aspect of it. Uh, but then it got it got to be like a fucking soap opera, and it was more about you know Sookie and Bill and shit. And I'm like, yeah, fuck that show. I don't even know that if I, I don't even know how it ended. I don't know that I watched the last season. <laughs> the first season was really good. I was really into it. But that, I, that's kind of the way I feel about um, uh, Six Feet Under, too. Like, it, it started off as this dark comedy, and then by, like, season three, season four, it's like a real, real weird drama, soap opera kind of thing going on. I'm like, I'm not there for it. I'm not, I'm, I don't read fiction, so I have no clue what the book did, what that book be doing. Server McGritty! Good evening. It's the, it's the motive. It's not actually so hard to do the laundry and, and cleaning dishes. That's not the hard part. It's it's the actually getting motivated to do it. Once you do it, it's not a big deal. And I totally understand. I think that might be a 
a little bit of a neurodivergent thing, possibly, and ADHD, procrastination plays into it. I'm bad about it. I'm I will I will put off to like the absolute last minute that I have to do something. And then once I do it, like goddamn, I wish I, I wish I'd just done that and gotten it over with. That's just that's just my take on the situation. But I hope you're well this evening. So glad to see you. We gonna go back to finding out what that news be doing. Now that everybody's back from commercial. I can't Matt Gates interviewing George Santos. That's that's what I've been looking forward to most. Also, up fucking this Nick Adams dude talking about M and M's. I cannot wait to play that one for you. As that procrastination thing, I understand. Cleaning is annoying. Especially when you put something off and then like something comes up and you can't get around to doing it and shit. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, a good person to ask on this one. Cause I'm not the, I'm not the most clean person. I'm not a pig, but I'm not, I'm also not the cleanest. I'm in the middle. My area is well lived over here, but I wouldn't say that it's, it's messy. The house GOP's questionable attempt to shut down congressional unions. In addition to the myriad uh, changes to things like proxy voting and committee investigations, Republicans new rules for the house include a less discussed provision and attempt to gut staffers ability to unionize. 2022, House Democrats passed a resolution guaranteeing protections for staff who tried to unionize in the lower chamber. Since then, staffers in 14 Democratic offices have opted to move forward with the unionizing process, which is overseen by the Office of Congressional Workplace Rights. So far, one former Rep. Andy Levin's office has completed it and ratified a contract. Republicans' new rules try to put a stop to these efforts, but because of the way they're written, it's unclear how much legal weight they actually have. Depending on how they are interpreted, they could potentially slow staffers' attempts to organize and ignite legal battles over their rights to continue doing so. Whether this is the case, however, remains to be seen. As outlined by the Republicans' rules, the unionizing regulations passed last year by Democrats would have no force or effect in the 118th Congress. That language ultimately may not be sufficient to actually stop staffers from organizing because it doesn't change the underlying law that establishes their right to unionize or put forth an explicit new rule preventing such activities. I don't think they are hitting the mark. Kevin Mulshine, a legal expert who previously served as senior counsel at Congress's Office of Compliance, it could be dumb, but I don't think they are succeeding at doing it. I think we're going to hear that uh, a lot throughout the Republicans' tenure in the majority in Congress. It could be done, but I don't think they're succeeding at doing it. I think that's the next two years. 
of Republicans' attempt at doing anything. It could be done, but I don't think they're succeeding at doing it. Because right-wingers are morons. Speaking of morons, buckle up, buckaroos. Newly sworn-in representative from the state of New York, George Santos, was on the pandemic war room earlier today. Uh, I'm going to explain to you why Steve Bannon wasn't hosting. Special guest host, Matt Gates, Interviewing Steve Bannon. Or, I mean, interviewing George Santos. Special guest host, Matt Gates. Interviewing George Santos. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. So I join with you, and I join with my colleagues in saying that George Santos does not have the ability to serve here in the House of Representatives and should resign. We're back in the war room. I'm Congressman Matt Gates. Stephen K. Bannon is on assignment. One thing I know about this town, they come... On assignment is one way to describe it. Remember, we're following up on what Steve Bannon be doing right after this. I'm for the fighters, and they are coming for George Santos like nothing I've seen in quite some time. I could ask you what it's like to be an embattled congressman, but... I kind of know a little bit about that scene. George, you Oh, you guys are definitely in the club together. Esposito, your Republican colleague calling for you to resign. Nick Langworthy also has... Murder torture. Good evening. You know, Matt, it's it's your prerogative. I, I came here to serve the people, not politicians and party leaders. And, uh, and I'm going to do just that. And I've been doing just that throughout this entire first two weeks, whether it was voting for the speaker or whether it's been the last week where we've been working on legislation in my office. So, you know, I, I wish well all of their opinions... But I was elected by 142,000 people. Until those same 142,000 people tell me they don't want me, uh, we'll find out in two years. But didn't you commit fraud? 42,000 people deserve in a representative. They deserve somebody who's going to come here and fight and not get involved with the media nonsense that we're seeing take place, right? Look, a lot of people are saying that I am unable to govern, I'm unable to deliver. But in the meantime, my office and my staff, uh, we've been able to jump on. I actually haven't heard that. What I have heard is that you were unable to tell the truth. Co-sponsoring legislation such as term limits, which you spoke about earlier. You know, there's not a lot of people running to jump on this, specifically the ones criticizing me. They want to stay here forever. I don't want to stay here forever. I want to come here, do the best I can with the time I have, and deliver for the American... 500-pound gamer, good evening. Time, inflation, and whatnot. That's what they elected me to do, and that's what... I comment, good evening. You have admitted embellishing your resume you've acknowledged it his glasses are the best part about him uh, some have said that you shouldn't be seated on committees for it i would offer that if we didn't seat people on committees who embellish their resume running for congress we probably wouldn't be able to make a quorum in any of those committees uh do you do you he didn't uh, embellish his resume 
uh, the committees you want to serve on, the type of work you want to do? I came to D.C. without really any preconceived notions of what committees to serve, but whether what I can give to the American people. Whatever committee I'm given, whether it's, I don't know, science and technology or education and labor or whatever committee is thrown my way, I will deliver 110% because that's what I know how to do. I'm going to outwork any of the pundits and talking heads that are out there saying that I should resign, that I'm unfit for office. The reality is, and the, and, and the, 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 the the, the case in point here being is I'm a workhorse. I've worked my whole life. I'm the kid who came from a basement department. You weren't supposed to win this seat. I was not supposed to win this seat. I mean, Gates does look flushed. A lot of folks looked at and said, definitely go in Democrat. Curious or your medical opinion. Gates looked dehydrated. Looked like he's got a little bit of a touch of the flu or something. Just, I know looks alone. It's hard to tell. At- you know, uh, Republicans, gosh, will, you know, Santos ran last time. We'll send him to run this time. And, and you surprised a lot of people. All the people calling me to resign, I beat them by double their margins in the victory because I outworked every single one of them. Uh, embellishing one's resume isn't a crime. It's frankly how a lot of people get to Congress. And we, we want everyone to be honest. And again, you've acknowledged that and, and you're working for it going forward. Uh, one of the principles. He is wearing a jacket inside. Of money. Uh, was donated Perhaps to he's having uh, cold flashes. 700000 I believe. Where did it come from? Well, I'll tell you where it didn't come from. It didn't come from China, Ukraine, or Burisma. How about that? Well, yeah, that, that, that is an answer. I mean, I also put money into my campaign when I ran. I had to sell some of the property that I had acquired in my life in order to fund something that I really believed in. And, you know, when I was raising money for different charities, I always tried to put my own money in first. And so, you know, when you uh, donated that money to your campaign, is there anything else you can say about uh, the work you did that was the origin of, of those resources? Look, I've, I've worked my entire life. I've lived an honest life. I've never been uh, accused suit of, of any bad doing so you know it's it's my what? it's the equity of my hard working self and I, i've invested inside of me like i said it didn't come from burisma it didn't come from ukraine russia china uh unlike some folks that we all know that get money from where did it come from the beltway of washington there's such a media there seems like there is a connection between him and some italian woman uh, that has something to do with financing his campaign. Let me see if I can find that. And there are moments where you think all people are worried about is like, what's the new big thing in Washington? But I'm wondering, like, when you hear from constituents back home, what are the what are their challenges? What what are the things that are concerning the people who need a strong representative for them in Congress? You know, we're fielding calls in the so. George Santos took campaign donation from an Italian who was caught smuggling undocumented immigrants into the U.S. Huh. Wasn't expecting that one. George Santos accepted a campaign contribution from an Italian people smuggler. Rocco Appadisano was caught trying to smuggle 14 undocumented migrants into the U.S. in 2019. Appadisano's family runs a restaurant to which Santos' campaign has made some unusual payments. Huh. Interesting. In the office already, people are asking for, for as simple as a White House tour tickets, which we've already engaged with the White House liaison, we are requesting uh, passport issues. And, and, and then all the way to an issue that's very near and dear in my community, which is we have an organized crime uh, uh, that's taking car 
uh, jackings and thefts to a whole new level in my district, which is it's plaguing a very specific wealthy part of my district, Old Westbury, Brookville, Upper Brookville. Yeah, fuck those people in specific. Uh, a faction of folks who they steal the cars from my district, take them all the way to New Jersey and Elizabeth to the ports, put them on ships and send them overseas. Right. We can't. It's get... MS-13 principally doing this, right? It's, it's actually not. In, oh, this, okay. in this case, it's not MSN-13. It's been identified. MS-13 is a California gang. gang. The police commi commissioner is rendered useless the moment they, they cross into New York City. The police commissioner of New York City is rendered useless the moment they cross over to the George Washington Bridge into Jersey. So it's like a really an FBI requirement to get involved in this because of the multi-jurisdictions that it covers, but nobody's doing anything about it. And I'm here trying to figure out a way to get this, this solved. The amount of constituents of mine that are plagued by this issue, whether they're coming home from a restaurant and being followed at gunpoint at their driveway, whether it, this is a real issue in the third congressional district and nobody wants to talk about it. Local leadership is too worried about getting reelected so that they can keep the power grab on the taxpayer dollar jobs. And I'm here actually trying to fight for the local people. The absurdity of saying that George Santos isn't, we're going to redirect the constituents' requests to another member of Congress's office instead of mine. That's absurd and it's illegal. I'm here to serve any member of local government that wants to say they're not going to work with my office. You're doing a disservice to the American people, to the taxpayer. I'm here willing, ready, and able to work, and I will work for the American people in the district. Well, if people don't have physical security, it's hard to get almost anything else done. And uh, it's one of the reasons why a lot of New Yorkers are coming to the Sunshine State. Uh, are you concerned about New York depopulating because people don't feel safe? I lost a lot of constituents in my district during the 2020 uh, coronavirus shutdowns and then during this plague of of people just running away from the Hokel situation over there. So it's just this been plague of people running away from the Hokel situation. Not stand that Republicans did so well in New York. They, they really can't. And as we evaluate this, you know, uh, you have to wonder whether or not these other Republicans are just the next ones. You know, they come for you and then they're going to come. Uh, isn't the New York Times going to come for every one of these Republicans before it's over? Every last one of them. I just pray for all of you when they come for you that you have the same strength I have. George Santos. The same strength. Thanks for being here. Thanks for answering. That your mom had to survive 9-11. Those Chilean gangs terrorizing your constituents. Thanks for same The same strength that your family had when they fled persecution in the Holocaust. Well, that wasn't as wild as I thought it was. But now let's be clear that Matt Gates is an accused child sex trafficker. Those accusations were leveled at him by his former friend. And lawyers for his friend said he should be scared. Now nothing has come of that and that's been like a year and a half ago. So, just to be clear, Matt Gates is an accused child sex trafficker. Whether those uh, uh, accusations are true have yet to be proven, but the accusations are there, and fuck that dude. Now, why might Steve Bannon have not been able to be on his show, Steve Bannon's pandemic war room. Matt Gates said he was on assignment. 
But it turns out that Steve Bannon has a little legal snafu going on. Steve Bannon has ghosted his We Build the Wall defense lawyers for months in what prosecutors call a delay tactic. Oh, yeah. Molzone. Mold 2-1. What is up, my friend? Thank you for being a freaking follower. Mold 2-1. So glad to have you here. My name is Justin Freakin, and I do the news. Steve Bannon ghosted his build-the-wall defense lawyers for months in what prosecutors call a delay tactic. Right-wing agitator Steve Bannon has been ghosting his defense lawyers in the We Build the Wall charity scam case for months. Those lawyers said in a court appearance in Manhattan State Court earlier today. Prosecutors and the judge presiding over the case complained in court that Bannon's ongoing refusal to speak directly to his previously chosen legal team risks delaying the case, which has sputtered along in the months since his September arraignments. Uh, on charges of money laundering, conspiracy, and scheme to defraud. David Schoen, one of Bannon's current lawyers, asked the judge to let him and another lawyer, John Mitchell, stop representing Bannon immediately. The judge instead gave a typically uh, rumpled-looking Bannon. That was editorial on uh, Insider's part. A deadline, and but then again, it is true. Gave Bannon a deadline and an ultimatum. Either choose new lawyers before his next court date on February 28th or return to court with his current ones. If Bannon persists in not getting a new legal defense team, one may be appointed for him by the judge. Maybe it's just really cold in in Steve Bannon's house where his pandemic war... I assume that's his house. I don't think it's a studio. Matt Gates was wearing a coat and multiple shirts. Steve Bannon usually has on multiple shirts. So maybe it's just cold in there. You guys remember how uh, Joe Manchin bent over backwards to try to appease Republicans? A lot of good that done him. They still coming after him. A lot of good that done him. My Southern coming out. A lot of good that done done him. I'm not high enough for this shit. Impeach Hunter Biden schlong. Retire or get fired. Senate GOP campaign committee is targeting Manchin and other red state Democrats with an ad campaign. So, uh, how's this working out for you, Joe Manchin? Meet Joe. Joe backed an extreme agenda that hurt West Virginians. Stimulus checks for violent criminals. Higher taxes for working families. 87,000 new IRS agents to harass your family. Open borders, flooding our communities with deadly fentanyl. No, not Joe Biden. Joe Manchin. When it mattered most, Joe sold West Virginia. Oh, fuck. Are they going to do the same thing to Joe Tester? It's time to bring him home. Is it going to be the exact same ad? Or get. Is it going to be the exact same ad? 
Number one. As in John Tester was... Oh, it's John Tester. ...taking lobbyist cash. Reliable. As in John Tester's a reliable advocate for Joe Biden's agenda. While John Tester votes with Biden 91% of the time, we get handed open borders, more spending, higher taxes... That's part of that gay agenda, the homo-fascists. ...new IRS agents. Tester votes with Biden and the D.C. liberals now. He's changed. Tell John Tester, retire or get fired. But here's the thing is like the criticism that a Democrat votes with this party is just fucking it's it's absurd to me. They're coming after Sherrod Brown too. American troops in Vietnam, Gerald Ford in the White House, 57 cents for a gallon of gas and the beginning of Sherrod Brown's political career. A lot's changed in almost half a century, but Brown's still a radical liberal backed by Biden and Kamala. He votes with D.C. liberals against Ohio almost every time. Higher taxes, more spending, an army of IRS agents. Yeah, link him with, with Bernie again. Sherrod Brown, retire. Like you, like you did uh, John Fetterman. That worked out so well for you guys. That totally didn't bite you in the ass on that one. Republicans are looking at a very favorable Senate map in 2024 with Democrats defending 23 of the 33 seats up for grabs. Three of those seats are in red states. Trump carried over Biden in 2020. But those three senators are all entrenched senators that have been serving multiple terms. Sherrod Brown, Tester, and Manchin. So I don't know that Republicans really stand a chance in those three races. Fox News is on a roll, though. Laura Ingram had a guy on last night. Apparently he is a whistleblower. Uh, somehow, uh, somehow, instead of Laura Ingram, I have a video of a guy playing Call of Duty. Okay, it's that W, the backwards K, forward K, line with the O, P, H. This was supposed to be a video of the Ingram angle. Your first letter, first number is eight. Somehow I copied a video of somebody playing Call of Duty. I don't even know what Call of Duty, I've never played Call of Duty. Nope. Oh, fuck. I have H. I literally have H. Uh Uh-oh. That's it? They're going to come in hot on us. Oh, shit. Go ahead and unban them. They have something... Murder, torture. <laughs> that's what I'm calling you from now on, just because that's a fun name. If you got something to say, you can hop in the Discord. You can call in. The chat's been the chat's really been wanting me to talk to somebody on the phone. We haven't had a phone call in a while. Hold on here. Let me let me find you some Ingram angle, or maybe that's the universe telling me not to play Laura Ingram. Oh, it's not there. Hmm. 
That's not it either. Did this video not even exist? Why is, why is Call of Duty still popping up when I type in Laura Ingram? Oh, well. Wait, this is another one. Wait, something's going on. I'm getting like fucking catfished. I'm getting catfished here, guys. What What is happening? See, Laura Ingram, 1-11-23. This is Fortnite. There's no way to replace videos once they're up on YouTube. This is weird. <laughs> um, am I hacked? Wait, why is this a thing? Here's a here's another one, Ingram Angle. This this is not the Ingram angle. On Biden 2023 news. How in the what is going on here? I'm getting trolled. I don't. It only got 19 views. I can tell you as a political streamer, like. Game videos are going to get a lot more views than political shit. This is insane. Okay, okay. Let me take another shot at this. Instead of Ingram, we're going to go... I saw the dude on Newsmax. We're going to do the same story. We're going to get it from Newsmax. I think. Uh, this is a New York City hotel employee who is now claiming he is a whistleblower that migrants are being put up in these hotels in New York City and now they're having sex parties and doing drugs. This is one of the many... Uh, Sad, sad stories of the real. We throw away bags and bags of food that is perfectly fine because these people, the guests here at the row, don't want don't want to eat it because it's cold food and they want hot food. This is completely sad. Well, that was video taken by a Row NYC hotel employee exposing the massive amounts of food migrants are throwing out every day. 
food, which is paid with New Yorkers' tax dollars. Wow, a whistleblower right there, an estimated... Wait till I tell you uh, how much food all restaurants throw out. ...have been ordered by Mayor Eric Adams to house these migrants as a humanitarian response and a relief center. Once the migrants arrived, some hotel rooms averaging four to $500 a night. Felipe Rodriguez is the man who captured these images and really shared the story with the press. And it could, the, the, uh, welcome, so oh yes, time. this dude totally looks like he's reputable. Look at all those chains and that mustache. They could be, like, the trash bags might not be throwing it away. It looks like it was all still very uh, well kept. They could be transporting it to somewhere to donate it. It could just be leftover food. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame people that are wanting a hot fucking meal. Coming on, how'd you find out about all this wasted food? Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Um, as a worker at the row, um... I noticed that there was too many, the, the garbage had like quadrupled. It was like too many bags. So I, I decided to open a few of the bags and I found uh, a, lot of the gar a lot of the garbage was just good sandwiches, uh, individual wrapped um, bagels, uh, TV dinners. And I was done. I was like, why are they throwing this out? Um, I, I asked a few of the uh, guests, the migrants, why are you guys not eating the food? And they said they didn't like it. They said they wanted rice and beans and, and what, they wanted a hot meal. They just didn't want that. Um, then they started smuggling uh, hot plates, pans, because they wanted to cook their own meals. Good on that's them. A, that's a fire and safety issue. Hey, hey, let me tell you, let me tell you. Rice and beans are pretty fucking cheap, dude. Provide them with rice and beans and let them cook. All of us, for the guests, for the for the workers, for the hotel itself, it's dangerous. Well, that's an element to the story, at least that I did not know, that they were attempting to cook their own food within the hotel hotel room, if I'm understanding you correctly. Um, yeah. You, you, thank you. And you, you alluded to that a little bit of what it's like to host the migrants there. Look, a hotel, as we all know, it's a luxury. You're able to visit a city or, or a town and, and pay a certain amount of money. Yeah, the framing here. Oh, it's a luxury. We're putting them up in luxury. You've got internet. You've got all these accommodations and kind folks like you to, to help out. Um, this is a different situation. What is kind folks like him to judge them. Tell worker um, to host uh, many, many migrants uh, in, in your facility, in your hotel. When I started working for the row, uh, the row is, is a hotel. It's in, it's in the middle of Manhattan. Um, and the guests that we were housing there were uh, uh, students, uh, pilots from airlines, uh, tourists that came from Southeast Asia, from uh, Europe. Um, it was an array of, of people that uh, we're kind and we're respectful and the interaction between the guests and and the local Those citizens, people were kind and respectful. These people aren't. Was pleasant. It's very pleasant. Um, now we're dealing with migrants who some of them are very kind too. But the government failed to to vet out, you know, the good from the bad. And they just threw a whole bunch of migrants without knowing if 
those people was going to uh, be of good to our to our neighborhood, to, to our communities. Um, and when they got here, some of them are really trying to. Also, this dude went on Laura Ingram and Laura, as I understood the Laura Ingram seg- uh, segment, they were accusing the migrants of having sex parties and doing drugs. That accusation isn't coming out in this piece, which is weird since this is Newsmax. To benefit from the American dream, and some of them are just joining the the criminal behavior that we already have existing in in New York: um, selling drugs, smoking weed, getting drunk, um, yeah. domestic violence. Smoking weed is criminal behavior. Okay, this is this is where we're getting. This is the accusations. So that was that was Laura Ingram kind of uh, clickbaiting that one. It's, it's chaos. Right, right. And then it it falls on these hotels' shoulders, quite frankly. The employees who have to clean up these rooms after the fact, and then, of course, the unfortunate discovery of completely wasted good food uh, that had been rejected by migrants. Uh, Really interesting. Felipe Rodriguez, thanks for coming on, sharing your story. We appreciate your time today. Thank you. Why Why didn't you take the bags of the ham sandwiches over to the Newsmax and let them eat it? Problem fucking solved. A Republican candidate's wife was arrested. Charged with casting 23 fraudulent votes for her husband in the 2020 election. Kim Fyong Taylor was arrested on Thursday and accused of multiple counts of voter fraud. According to prosecutors, Taylor cast 23 fraudulent votes for her husband in the 2020 election. Jeremy Taylor, the husband, is an elected Republican. The wife of an Iowa Republican who ran for Congress in 2020 was arrested Thursday and accused of casting 23 fraudulent votes on behalf of her husband. The 11-page indictment. Uh, in the 11-page indictment, prosecutors allege that Kim Pyong Taylor visited numerous households within the Vietnamese community in Woodbury County, where she collected absentee ballots for people who were not present at the time. Taylor, who was born in Vietnam, then filled out and cast those ballots herself, the indictment alleges, causing the casting of votes in the names of residents who had no knowledge of and had not consented to the casting of their ballots. Taylor is also accused of signing voter registration forms on behalf of residents who were not present. In all, prosecutors allege she engaged in 26 counts of providing false information and voting three counts of fraudulent registration, and 23 counts of fraudulent voting. Each charge carries a maximum five-year prison sentence. The aim, prosecutors allege, was to get her husband, Republican politician Jeremy Taylor, elected to public office. And apparently it worked. He is an elected Republican. Now, most of the charges of voter fraud uh, resulting from the 2020 election were indeed leveled at Republicans, including ones that accused Democrats of committing fraud. But that doesn't mean that Democrats don't commit fraud. It's just... If you're seeing voter fraud, it's more than likely going to be a Republican, but I will give you an example of a Democrat doing it because we are not biased here on this show. Perry County Commission Chairman charged with voting multiple times and stuffing the ballot box. 
This is Perry County Commission Chairman Albert Turner Jr. in Perry County, Alabama, indicted on voter fraud charges. Fourth Judicial Circuit District Attorney Michael Jackson, <laughs> along with Alabama Secretary Alabama 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 Secretary of State John Merrill, announced the two-count indictment on Wednesday. Turner is the son of civil rights activist Albert Turner Sr. Is charged with voting more than once, which is a misdemeanor, and harvesting ballots a felony. The allegations stem from two different elections in Perry County, one in May and one in November, both in 2022. Jackson said Turner is accused of stuffing ballots into a voting machine in the May Democratic primary election. He was there most of the day stuffing filled out ballots in favor of the candidates he was supporting, Witnesses came forward, and we felt we had enough to present to a Perry County grand jury. In the November general election, he said, Turner is accused of mailing an undisclosed number of absentee ballots. Efforts by AL.com to reach Turner for comment weren't immediately successful. Turner's parents were unsuccessfully prosecuted for voter fraud by then U.S. Attorney Jeff Sessions in 1985. I do want to point that out. This is a black man and a prominent civil rights leader or the son of a prominent civil rights leader. And this is Alabama. Holy shit, what is happening in the chat? Murder torture. What what is your gripe? Hold on. Once again, Matt Gates is an accused child sex trafficker. So if someone wants to call Matt Gates a pedo, I think that's pretty fair game. You getting upset about it seems weird. So uh, the mods timed you out and... Did you call murder torture a pedo or did you call Matt Gates a pedo? If you call Matt Gates a pedo, that seems appropriate. I I don't particularly want you guys to go overboard with the bans and the timeouts and everything. Yeah, Matt Gates is probably a pedo. And that's somebody's opinion, right? So like it is 100% within Lady B's uh, purview to call Matt Gates a pedo. It was like, I, I, I went over this the other night. Right-wingers are always like, innocent until proven guilty. That doesn't apply to our opinions. I can call somebody a fucking pedo. They don't have to be proven as a pedo in a court of law. Matt Gates has what seemed to me to be credible allegations of child sex trafficking. So that seems like a fair assessment that he is a pedo. Also, he kind of looks like a pedo. But now also on the flip side of that, I am not in favor of, you know, the right wing moral panic where they are indeed calling people that they disagree with a pedo with uh, impunity with baseless allegations. I've been called a pedo numerous times. There's no allegations 
uh, surrounding me that would lead one to believe that I was a pedo. I just let them go, let them tire themselves out. I I want to be as in my view, as long as they're not using slurs, as long as they're not being uh, uh, hateful and harassing people, let them go. I'm cool with it. I just, like, one of the things, like, uh, I, I think some of you might be quick to ban people just because uh, I tend to argue with people in the chat. I like to argue a lot, and there are people that come here for the news rundown and aren't so much here for me arguing and screaming. I want to give the people what they want, so I don't want to spend too much time on the chuds in chat. I'm, I'm trying to do a better job of not paying attention to them. We're going to be coming up on a commercial break here in just a little bit. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Alabama Attorney General who threatened to punish people with prosecution who provided access to abortion pills. We're going to go to the Missouri State House where there is a little bit of a debate about a dress code being imposed on women. Internet grifter Zuby says we have hit peak woke. However, I don't know about that. I'm going to follow that with uh, Nick Adams. My God, if you guys don't know who Nick Adams is, I'm still not convinced that the dude isn't parody. You like it is. You look at his Twitter and you're like, this has to be a parody account. This can't be a real person. But he worked for Donald Trump. He was an advisor to Donald Trump. He appears to be 100% sincere in the things he says. And I'm going to play you a video about him bitching about M&M's. I'm going to show you where uh, the reviews of Daily Wire movies say they're too woke. Daily Wire movies are too woke. Right-wingers are incredibly pissed about the Golden Globes for some reason. I didn't even know that the Golden Globes happened. Then we're going to do some uh, some true crime shit. Finding out that Rick Sanchez of Rick and Morty fame is a piece of shit. Rick and Morty creator Justin Rowland. Facing allegations of domestic violence. Has had charges pressed against him, I do believe. Former cop has been stabbed to death. A Playboy model has been sentenced for murdering her sugar daddy. A husband has confessed to disembowering his wife. Chopped her up a little bit. There's this thing called the Damn Show, and uh, it's the if you've ever seen uh, Brickleberry or God, I don't know what their show on uh, Paradise PD is what their show is called on Netflix now. But when they were film students, they put out a DVD. This is like 2005, 2006. They put out a DVD called the Damn Show, 
And they had a, uh, they had this clown called Yucko the Clown. Yucko the Clown goes, he's drunk everywhere he goes. He goes to this car show. And this woman is showing him this, this model car or whatever. And he's like, uh, yeah, how many dead hookers could I fit in the trunk? And she was like, well, are they whole? Or, and he's like, ah, I'd probably hack them up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> It cracks me. Like, she just, she's so, she's like a total salesperson. She takes it seriously, right? She runs with the bit. And she's like, oh, are they whole or are they in pieces? I'd hack them up a little bit. <laughs> I'm warped. I'm a warped person. I'm not well. I don't know why anybody would watch me. I don't know why anybody would watch the damn show. Show their whole entire asses, but let's make sure those asses are washed. Life is too short to walk this earth for a crusty asshole. Wash your ass. I don't know. I've never. I don't know that I've seen Norm Macdonald's dirty work. Wasn't that a Wasn't that a show that he had on Comedy Central at one point in time? Lady B, Lady B, my friend. Have a little bit of the chill juice. <laughs> Clinically. <laughs> oh, God. Really like the hooger jokes. We go ahead. I'm not going anywhere if you're subscribed, but if you're if you're on Twitch and you're not subscribed, you're gonna get some ads. I might try to uh, I might try to find yes, Rip Norm McDonald, an actual uh, conservative who had principles and wasn't a complete dumb fuck. <laughs> oh fucking shit oh man I thought they had all the damn show clips up here they don't uh, but here's a best of Yucko the Clown how in the fuck I ever found this I mean I know how I found it but this is the best of Yucko. It's like Africa with buildings. God, that's racist. Hey, I'm Yucko the Clown. What's your name? Linda. Linda. Who let the air out of your titties? Hey, look, a dog walking the dog. What are you doing? I'm standing here with a big, hairy, sweaty ball sack. How you doing, ball sack? Fine. Gay? Hell yeah. Yeah? Hell yeah. Jesus, you're fat too. I didn't know sperm had that many calories. <laughs> Are you on birth control? What do you think? <laughs> I think your face is birth control. Oh, God, that's mean. You're fucking hot. I'd eat the corn out of your mother's shit. <laughs> With a face like that, you better suck a mean dick. Swallow? 
yes. Yeah, fucking hot dogs. Goddamn. <laughs> 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 you look like a retard at a pin factory. How many cans do you have to pick up to buy that shirt? So what are you going to do tonight? You're going to go home and brush your gums? Hey, I'm standing here with a lampshade and a mushroom. You must be a blacklight. You guys boyfriend, girlfriend? No. I don't blame you. That's a fucking loser. <laughs> you're a fish. Oh, yeah. Like a fucking whale. Right. <laughs> Get it? Because you're fat. <laughs> right. So there you go. That's, uh, that's Yucko the Clown. <laughs> I, I do not endorse anything Yucko said. That That is not a clown to live your life by. Oh, he was complete, like, nasty fucking clown. <laughs> he went on a Atlanta talk show the day after... The day after Dale Earnhardt died, he's like, I just flew in and boy, is Dale Earnhardt dead. Ah! Or drag queens, less, qu- less clowns. I can get behind that. I can get behind that one. But I just like, I don't even remember what made me think of that that clip where he's like, I'd probably hack him up a little bit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man, I don't have those DVDs anymore. Those DVDs were like a prized possession of mine. Oh, my God, it's going to make me sad. Oh, man, I had the entire collection. Oh. Cause I could have, I could have just pulled out the DVDs and played you the clip of Yucko from the car, uh, whatever car show it was. Madison Star Moon, that's my girl now. Let's not make fun of Madison. Mad Loon, as some people like to call her. <laughs> I was on with producer Dave one time, and he played me a video where she was on a live stream in her car while driving and somebody rear ends her and then she tells the cops that she was on her phone while she was driving. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God damn, Madison. Never change. Never change, man. I love you just the way you are. Now, she she doesn't love me back. This is an unrequited love. She does not love me back, but I sure I sure love her. Uh, I didn't even say that right, did I? Not high enough for this ship. Oh, let's get back to the news. Everybody should be back from commercial break now. They were back 10 minutes ago and I didn't even know it. Uh, Let's talk about Republicans trying to control women's bodies. 
Because that's a thing that's going on here in 2023. Oh, I'm sorry. You forgot your work ramen. I hope you took something with you. You will get hungry. Alabama's attorney general threatened to prosecute people seeking abortion pills. A day later, he walked it back. In a stern statement released on Tuesday, Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall said he would prosecute people who seek out and take abortion pills despite a green light from the federal government for retail pharmacies to distribute them to the public. The declaration shocked reproductive justice advocates. Then, just a day later, Marshall walked back his remarks saying he only intended to target providers, not patients. Prosecuting people for taking abortion pills would not have been legal in the state of Alabama, civil rights experts told insiders. Uh, Marshall originally said he would rely on the chemical endangerment law originally passed in 2006 with the intention of protecting children from meth fumes to seek and enforce prosecution against people who take abortion pills in the state. They'll protect children from meth fumes, but not fucking gas stove fumes. God damn. His original statement followed a regulatory change from the Food and Drug Administration. Because, like, let me tell you, if the kids' parents are fucking cooking meth in the house, the fumes are the least of the children's problems. Right-wingers are morons. Dumbest fucks walking the planet. His original statement followed a regulatory change from the Food and Drug Administration that went into effect last week. The FDA authorized brick-and-mortar pharmacies across the country to pursue certification to carry abortion pills, a move that could expand abortion access nationwide. Several large pharmacy chains like Walgreens and CVS have already said they'd be pursuing certification in states where abortion is legal. Meth is okay if you cook it on a gas stove. Remember, kids... Cancel out the bad fumes. <laughs> oh, god damn. This is apparently a wild scene on the house of the Missouri floor. I said that backwards. This is apparently a wild scene on the floor of the Missouri house. There, that's better. Missouri State Rep Prudy, the Democrat, I'm probably saying that wrong, Prudy, that's kind of a weird name, seems like the Republicans are the ones acting prudish, goes after the House GOP members pushing a dress code for women requiring they wear jackets in a rules bill. So in the Missouri State House... They are wanting to require that women wear jackets. I want you all to pay particular attention because there's going to be times on this floor where there are things that should not require debate and comment. I contend that these are one of these things. 
There are times to have your name said, to be recognized, to be called upon. This is not one of those things. There are some very serious things that are in this rule package that I think we should be debating, but instead we are fighting, again, for women's right to choose something, and this time is whether she, how she covers herself and the interpretation of someone who has no background in fashion, because again, it is an, and this isn't a shot, it's inappropriate to wear sequins before five o'clock telling me that I can't wear a crispy, good St. John sweater if it has too many buttons. I spend $1,200 on a suit and I can't wear it in the people's house because someone who doesn't have the range tells me that it's inappropriate. That's not why any of us were elected, Mr. Speaker. None of us. I urge us to vote no on this because it's ridiculous. And also, congratulations, I'll keep that to myself, to any of us who may be with child. Um, you surely don't have enough or have the money off the salary that we make to go buy a bunch of, of new clothes or tailored clothes. And I hope that you're able to continue to wear your cardigan um, and vote on behalf of the people who sent you here. Good on her, and I like her. I hope we see more from her. So this is in response, Missouri State Rep. Ashley Oon, also a Democrat, questioning the need for the dress code amendment. Uh, sponsor Ann Kelly. I believe that's who we're hearing from. This is the bill's sponsor, Ann Kelly. You know what it feels like to have a bunch of men in this room looking at your top, trying to decide? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, maybe this is not the sponsor. Maybe this is Ashley Oon, the Democrat. You know what it feels like to have a bunch of men in this room looking at your top trying to decide whether it's appropriate or not? Are we going to have um, Dana be checking our, our um, tags for whether it's a, a knit blend or a polyester blend or does silk count? I mean, this is, this is ridiculous. Lady, you're right. It is ridiculous. It is absolutely so absurd why are you doing it? that we even have to talk about it on the House floor. I agree. In so why did you bring it chamber. up? Why should we talk about something like this? It is absolutely ridiculous. We pushed you it. You brought this you to the think, floor, lady. You, you tell think, me. You would think that all you would have to do is say, dress professionally, and women could handle it. You would think elected would officials think. could handle that. You would think, but no, we're, we're walking around men, here in sequins and velveteen, men, to the lady's point. So what is appropriate, and why do you get to decide? We need to get over the sequins. That's ridiculous. You know what it feels like to have a bunch of men in this room looking at your top? You brought it to the floor, lady, she said. Are we going to have um, Dana be checking our, our um, tax? Yes, this is, this is the Democrat standing up to the Republican. Who? This is the Democrat standing up to the Republican about this stupid-ass house rule. Policing what women can wear. For whether it's a, a knit blend or a polyester blend or... Does silk count? I mean, this is this is ridiculous. Lady, you're right. It is ridiculous. It is absolutely so absurd. So why are you doing it? That we even have to talk about it on the House floor. I agree. In so why did you bring chamber. it up? Why should we talk about something like this? It is absolutely ridiculous. You, you would think, brought this you to the think, floor, lady. You, you tell think, me. You would think that all you would have to do is say, dress professionally, and women could handle it. You would think elected would officials think. 
could handle that. You would think, but you know, we're, we're walking around men, here in sequins and velveteen, men, to the lady's point. So what is appropriate and why do you get to decide? We need to get over the sequence. That's ridiculous. You know what it feels if like? This whole thing was ridiculous. Why did you bring it to the floor, lady? You're the one that did it. Oh, shit. And it's sad that there was a woman that brought that to the floor. Wow. But hey, we may be, we may be uh, experiencing peak wokeness. This is a concept in energy policy, right? It's called peak oil or peak coal. Once you have mined 50% of the coal out of the ground, the other 50% is harder to attain than the first 50%. So once you have gone over to the other side of the 50%, which we have on both coal and oil, you've reached what is called peak coal or peak oil. Zuby, Zuby, internet uh, celebrity conservative commentator Zuby says we have reached peak wokeness people are questioning things people are learning oh wait you're teaching my kid what why are why are homeschooling rates flying up right parents are learning wait wait when i went to school like you know we didn't have to worry about all this or whatever but some of these schools are teaching things like, like people are waking up to it and i'm starting to see more and more people if you were speaking out about this stuff in 2018 it was, or 2017 it was very lonely but just in the past five years you're seeing the push what stuff what stuff He's alluded to something nebulous going on in schools. He's alluded to speaking out about stuff. But he's not actually describing what he believes this problem is. Pushback, even on a state level, right? Here in Florida, you're seeing dissent, you know, even using the word woke saying, no, we don't want that, right? So I think that the the tolerance for it and people just, people just going with it is has passed its peak. I'm starting to see, even the New York Times the other day put out an article that was somewhat critical about giving hormone blockers to children or doing like previously there wasn't an editorial with it but they're saying okay the rubber started in the conservative new york times so many people who are pushing back and saying wait no not children not my child not this you shouldn't be teaching kids this you shouldn't be promoting that people are questioning i wouldn't know anything about being oh, blocked wait, by zuby what why are why are homeschooling rates flying up uh it's a concerted effort by rich republicans like betsy devos to line their pockets to attack public education and to provide a for-profit schooling that makes them money. That's why homeschooling rates are flying up. Glad I could answer that for you. So there you have Zuby saying peak uh, or wokeness is peaked. But here on the other side, on the flip side of this, I can show you one Mr. Nick Adams saying that M&Ms have gone too far. They went far too woke. G'day guys, Nick Adams here. I want to speak about M&Ms. I want to speak about Mars, the company behind M&Ms. M&Ms have just released feminist M&Ms. Yes, you heard me right. Feminist M&Ms. Egregious sexism of the worst and most conceivable kind. It is outrageous, it is disgusting, and it must not stand. That is why I am calling for a complete and total boycott of all things Mars. Cancel culture, the M&Ms. M&Ms, it will not stand. 
Let me say this loudly, let me say this clearly, let me say this unambiguously. Any male that buys a packet of M&Ms from today forward must... Curiouser, will you pick up some M&Ms for me on, on your way back? You, you said you were going to get some lotto tickets. I feel like I want some M&Ms, motherfuckers. I like peanut butter the best. Those are my favorite. But I like a peanut. I like a chocolate. I like all M&Ms. I do not discriminate against M&Ms. I like the little M&Ms minis in the little tube. Those are good, too. I want to have some M&Ms just despite this fuck. Also, I'd never heard him talk before. This is the first time I'm hearing his accent. Him being Australian was a surprise to me. Let me say this unambiguously. Any male that buys a packet of M&Ms from today forward must hand in their man card because they are a soft, woke, beta male feminist who has serious, serious problems. Until M&Ms rectify this grave wrong by giving us all male M&Ms, this boycott will remain. We will not stand for this at all. M&Ms? Here's, here's my mail card. Boom. Mail card turned over, motherfucker. I'm siding with the M&Ms. Did he stomp on a bag of M&Ms? We will not stand for this at all. M&Ms? I've said it many times. This is what you call virtue signaling. You made a video standing in front of an M&M sign, stepping on M&Ms about how you're so opposed to M&Ms. Now, I, I, I explained it before, but I... <laughs> Nick Adams, Alpha Male. If you did not know any better, and believe me, I have checked numerous times, you would think that this account is a parody account. Why would I say that? Why would I say that? In one of the the wildest, wildest tweets I've ever seen in my life. The lack of self-awareness in these people is just insane. Here you go. Alphas don't need to announce they are alphas. Everyone just knows. This was about a month ago. Do you notice that it says Alpha Mel next to his name? Alphas don't need to announce they are alphas. Everyone just knows. How is this account not parody? I assure you it's not. I've checked. This guy actually worked for Donald Trump. Also, what exactly makes someone an alpha male? 
Because... M&M's. Do you think this guy looks like an alpha male? Let me say this clearly. Let me say this unambiguously. Any male that buys a packet of M&M's from today forward must hand in their man card because they are a soft, woke, beta male. The first adjective he used was soft. I'm not one to fat shame, but sir, I, you look like I could poke your belly and you go, hey, like, dude, you are soft. Oh, that's not the only thing right wingers are upset about. We're on a parade of just stupid shit that right wingers are completely pissed off about next on the list that they are complaining about. Daily Wire movies are too woke. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Gina Carano and Ben Shapiro's filmmaking relationship is going about as well as you'd expect. As I pointed out, I think it was on last night's show, I made more streaming on Twitch this year, or in 2022, than what Gina Carano's last movie grossed at the box office. Just barely, just barely, I'm not bragging, but I just barely made more than what Gina Carano made at the box office with the latest Daily Wire movie. In the fall of 2019, the world was a different place. Donald Trump was the U.S. president. There was no COVID-19 pandemic. And former MMA fighter Gina Carano was a rising film and TV actor set to star in a Mandalorian spinoff. Years later, inspired by a heady cultural and political atmosphere that compelled lots of public figures to shout about changes to those first two points, Carano got herself fired from her very own Star Wars show because she simply could not stop tweeting stupid shit. Smelling the first whiffs of rot emanating from the corpse of a newly uh, disgraced celebrity's public image, Ben Shapiro and his fellow Daily Wire scavengers decided to swoop on down to offer Carano the rare opportunity to join the ranks of its stable of entertainment luminaries. <laughs> like Rob Schneider and Adam Carolla. At the time, Carano said her new partnership would let her use my voice, which is now freer than ever before, and that they can't cancel us if we don't let them. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Anyway, Carano is now on Twitter getting upset with people pointing out that her most recent Daily Wire produced movie has only made 13000 at the box office. Oh, shit, I thought, I thought it made eight hundred. She she made way more than me on Twitter. Uh, me on Twitch, I did not make anywhere near thirteen k. For some reason, I thought I, I saw that it was eight hundred dollars. Oh oh okay okay okay. Responding to the alleged eight hundred and four uh, terror on the prairie brought in, it actually seems to be a much more impressive thirteen thousand. So the original report was eight hundred and four, which I did make more than that on Twitch. 
I'll walk it back. I did not make no 13 grand. That would be nice. Journalist Richard Newby, quote, tweeted a post mentioning an outdated box office figure for Carano's latest movie, a Western called Terror on the Prairie, executive produced by Ben Shapiro and starring Carano alongside a guy who's credited under the first name Cowboy. Carano said, didn't just fumble the bag, she dumped it out, put it over her head, and cut off her air supply. Let's watch the trailer. I haven't seen the trailer for this. Nice opening shot, but it's not hard to get a nice shot on modern DSLRs. What am I talking about? It's Daily Wire. They got a shit ton of money. No, They're probably shooting on a goddamn red. No doubt that God will forgive you. But I hate God. Ooh. Well, you sold me. How are we going to make it out here? I know it's been hard. This is our dream, Hattie. Build a home on land we can call our own. Just got to have a little grit. Also, if the Daily Wire files a takedown claim against me, again, I am going to get very upset. Look after mom now, won't you? Because they most certainly have. However, I was pointing out Matt Walsh's lies when I did that. Is your husband at home? It's actually a trailer for one of their movies. They came looking for your pawn. That's where they're at. They're taking their time. Just take where you want and go. But what we want is you. I don't understand. What are they? What are they trying to do to her? Are they trying to to red dead her? She is a sensible woman. Mrs. McAllister ain't cut out for this. Deep down, they're the toughest woman in this territory. Those killers outside. I'm gonna feel God's wrath. Kill them all! Wait a minute, didn't they do a horror movie where, like, a woman was trapped in the house? And then, like, didn't they do a a school shooter movie where the teens were trapped in the school? Is 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 like the basic premise of all their movies the same? Uh, as for the fickle, manipulated mobs, it seems that Carano's new audience isn't even all that keen on the movie, given that her user reviews, screen-capped by Stein Kobe, show commenters like Let's Go Brandon decrying the woke nonsense of films that depict capable women characters as part of their feminist messaging. So let's check out some of the reviews. One out of ten stars, more woke nonsense. Half an hour in, a bunch of nonsense. All the men give up their revolvers. All the men have stormtrooper aim. Woman strong like Arnold and Terminator, Predator, Bullseye's weak men. John O'Wick. All the firearms have no recoil, unlimited ammo. Now come on, how can the Daily Wire get firearms wrong? You clearly don't know your audience. The men were rebels, a.k.a. veterans, but have IQ of potato. Have IQ of potato. 
Somebody, do you have the Badondi? <laughs> Somebody got the Badondi emote? Do I have the Badondi emote? I think I do. Potato. There's also a disgusting, disturbing scene where the teen son watches the mom feed the baby. A woman breastfeeding is disturbing to these people. Here's another one. Watching this movie made me realize the pattern that is forming with Daily Wire movies. They all follow strong, independent female characters who either have to rescue... Uh, the men who are incompetent or defeat the men who are evil. If I want the feminist messaging, I can go to Hollywood. They have plenty of that. So, these people wanted a movie, which, I mean, I can't blame Daily Wire. You've got Gina Carano, who was an action star in, in The Mandalorian, former MMA fighter. So what did, did they want them to depict Carano as in the kitchen? Should they have been making them sandwiches? Carano, the former MMA fighter, should have been making these men sandwiches. If it were one or two movies from them, I wouldn't have a problem. Hell, movies like Alien that follow strong female protagonists are some of my favorites of all time. I just want some variety from Daily Wire. Well, they only have one one actress that has name value, so... Especially in an era where masculine men are increasingly rarer and under attack. We are four movies in with Daily Wire and they are yet to make a movie that is particularly interesting. Shut In is still the high water mark for them, but even that was only okay. Damn. And these, like, these are people that paid. These are the most hardcore of the Daily Wire's audience. These people paid for the Daily Wire streaming service. I love the Daily Wire, but how the hell did this happen? Every Daily Wire movie is about strong women, and with this one, it is no different from a Disney movie that has an unlikable female protagonist who we are supposed to like, but they make her unlikable and crazy. I'm rooting for Daily Wire, but come on now. PPPS... Add Matt Walsh to the entertainment department of Daily Wire. I know for a fact that he would have made some much-needed corrections. And he made a fantastic documentary just a few weeks ago. Holy shit. Maybe, maybe you should add me to the entertainment department of Daily Wire. Uh, Matt Walsh once called me a formidable voice in the culture. Justin Freakin, the formidable voice in the culture... I I would assume that she doesn't regret it. Um, she's standing up for freedom and what she believes in. Go anti-woke, go broke, apparently. The Golden Globes were on last night. I had no idea. Maybe they were not before last. Because I have no idea. <laughs> Oh, shit. This was posted today, so I guess it were last night. Tell you who's not winning a Golden Globe, it's the Daily Wire. Last night's Golden Globe Awards were hosted by Jared Carmichael, a comedian, 
However, viewers feel that he did an awful job and the show was canceled. Unwatchable. Many are asking the Hollywood Foreign Press for Ricky Gervais's return as the host next year. Now, I have no idea what they're so upset about with Jared Carmichael. Uh, we'll come back to that. We'll watch Ricky Gervais here in a second. Let's get Carmichael first. Welcome to the 80th annual Golden Globe Awards. I saw people praising him. Was it was it the Golden Globes where, where Will Smith slapped the shit out of Chris Rock? Was that is that when this happened? Sure. Sure, sure, sure. And I'll tell you why I'm here. I'm here because I'm black. Uh, you're here because Eddie Eddie uh, Money or Eddie Money. I'll catch everyone Sorry. in the room up. You're here because Eddie Murphy costs too much money. If you settle down a little bit, I'll tell you what's been going on. This show, the Golden Globe Awards, did not air last year because the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which I, I won't say they were a racist organization, but they didn't. Because they still are? Black member until George Floyd died. They used to be racist. They still are, but they used to, too. So do with that information what you will. I'll tell you how I got here. Why am I here on the stage? You Love your shoes, brother. Tonight. Well, I was at home. <clears throat> drinking tea. And I got a phone call from my man, Stephen Hill. Uh, Stephen Hill is a great producer, and he said, Gerard. Oh, I'm sorry, I called you Jared. He Gerard. He said, uh, I'm producing the 80th Golden Globes, and it would be an honor if you would agree to join as the host. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know? Like, one minute, you're making mint tea at home. Man, Lil Nas X isn't funny. To be the black face of an embattled white organization. Can we, can we, can we get him singing? Life really comes at you fast, you know? So I said, Stephen, I'm torn. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm a little torn because, uh, you know, I... <laughs> one, it's a great opportunity. Thank you for the call. But uh, I'm only being asked to host this, I know, because I'm black. And Stephen said, let me stop you right there, Gerard. I guess you gotta come out and address the elephant in the room. to host this show because you're talented. You're being asked to host this show because you're charming. Was that John Travolta? So being asked to host this show because you were one of the greatest. Curiouser, I saw the hat and the scarf. Was that John Travolta? I did not recognize that as John Travolta. <laughs> the scarf of the hat definitely stuck out to me though. I mean, I understand that you're addressing the elephant in the room. I totally get that, but you couldn't do it in a in a funny way. You're a comedian. Just comedians of a generation. But Steven's black, so what does he know? Like, he's only producing this show because he's black. They're not going to tell him why he's here either. 
So I said, Stephen, this is a lot for me. Let me call you back. So I did what I do when I have a, a, a moral racial dilemma. Uh, I called the homegirl Avery, who, for the sake of this monologue, represents every black person in America. <laughs> and I said to Avery, I said, Avery, they asked me to host the Golden Globes. And I said, uh, you know, what should I do? And she said, ooh, Buki. I'd rather Brian Fellows host the Golden Globes. Now, remind I just me saw him in the crowd. And I told her what the show was, and I told her about uh, how last year didn't air because of the no black people thing. And she was like, well, how much are they paying you? <laughs> and I said, well, Avery, it's not about the money, honestly. It's about the, the moral question of whether I should allow. And she said, Gerard, do you, enough of that. how much are they paying you? <laughs> and I said, $500,000. And she said, boy, if you don't put on a good suit and take them white people money. And I kind of forget that, like, where I'm from, like, we all live by a strict take the money mentality. Half a million dollars to host the Golden Globes? I'll do it. Black informants for the FBI in the 60s, still, they, like, their families were still proud of them. Like, they were like, you hear about Clarence's new job? They paying him $8 an hour just to snitch on Dr. King. It's a good government job. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And I called Stephen back and I said, I'm happy to do this. Um, and I was really proud of that decision. Until I got an email from my publicist saying that Helen, uh, the president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, wanted to have a one-on-one -on -one sit down with me. And I said, no thanks. Uh, I know a trap when I hear a trap. <laughs> and I thought it went away. Then it came back. Like, well, they're not really asking, Gerard. They're insisting that you take the meeting. And I'm like, or what? They're gonna fire me? They haven't had a black host in 79 years. They're going to fire the first one? I'm unfireable. Kanye thought that too, sir. <laughs> and it came back again a third time. You know, like, uh, you know, Gerard, Helen really just wants to educate you on the changes that the organization has made in regards to diversity. And I'll be totally honest with everyone here tonight. I don't really need to hear that. I, I took this job assuming they hadn't changed at all. <laughs> <laughs> and they haven't. At all. I heard they got six Just posturing. Members. Congrats to them, whatever. Sure, but it's not why. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. I look out into this room and I see a lot of talented people. Like people that I admire, people that I would like to be like, and people that I'm jealous of, and people that are actually really incredible artists. And regardless of whatever the Hollywood Foreign Press Association's past may be, this is an evening where we get to celebrate. And I think this industry deserves evenings like these. And I'm happy you all are here. Man, I was really hoping for him to wrap it up and, oh, yeah, and kill with a, a joke at the end, and he did not do it. Oof.
Oof. That's, this is not the same award show where Chris Rock slapped the shit out of Will Smith. Apparently, that was the Academy Awards. So this was Ricky Gervais. I don't believe I've seen this. This was the 2020 Golden Globe. So this is pre-COVID. And apparently the right wing is asking for Ricky Gervais back. Hello and welcome to the 70s. Hold on. Content warning. There might be some like transphobia or something in here. Because it's Ricky Gervais. Who knows? Seventh annual Golden Globe Awards. Live from the Beverly Hilton Hotel here in Los Angeles. I'm Ricky Gervais. Thank you. Um, you'll, you'll be pleased to know this is the last time I'm hosting these awards. So... I don't care anymore. Um, I'm joking. I never did. Um, He's very transphobic. NBC clearly don't care either. Fifth time. So, I mean, Kevin Hart was fired from the Oscars because of some offensive tweets. Hello. <laughs> Lucky for me, the Hollywood foreign press can barely speak English. And... I'd love to see Eddie Izzard beat the fuck out of him. I got offered this gig by fax. So, let's go out with a bang. Let's have a laugh at your expense, shall we? Remember, they're just jokes. We're all gonna die soon, and there's no sequel. So, yeah, remember that. Um, hey, Amy Poehler. You all look lovely, all doled up. You came here in your limos. I came oh, we saw Brad Pitt in the other one. And the license plate was made by Felicity Huffman. So, no, shush. It's her, it's her daughter I feel sorry for, okay? That must be the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to her. And her dad was in Wild Hogs. So, lots of big celebrities here tonight. I mean, legends, icons, yeah? Look, at this table alone, uh, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. But... <laughs> Baby Yoda. Uh, Oh, that's, that's Joe Pesci, sorry. Um, <laughs> I love you, man. Don't have me whacked. Um, but tonight isn't just about the people in front of the camera. In this room are some of the most important TV and film executives in the world. People from every background, but they all have one thing in common. They're all terrified of Ronan Farrow. As He's well they should be. He's coming for you. Look, talking of all you perverts, it was a big year... <laughs> It was a big year for paedophile movies. Um, surviving R. Kelly, Leaving Neverland, Two Popes. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I don't care. I don't care. Many talented people of colour were snubbed in major categories. Um, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood foreign press are all very, very racist. So, fifth time. So... <laughs> We were going to do an in-memoriam this year, but when I saw the list of people that had died, it wasn't diverse enough. It just... No. It was mostly white people. And I thought, nah, not on my watch. So, maybe next year. Let's, let's see what happens. No-one cares about movies anymore. No-one goes to the cinema. No-one really watches network TV. Everyone's watching Netflix. This show should just... Not anymore. My how, th my how things have changed from 2020 to 2023. Everyone's watching Netflix. No, they aren't anymore, Ricky.
And you're part of the reason why they're not. <laughs> Good night. But no, no, we've got to drag it out for three hours. You could binge watch the entire first season of Afterlife instead of watching this show. That, that's a show about a man who wants to kill himself because his wife dies of cancer. And it's still more fun than this, OK? <laughs> Spoiler alert, um, season two is on the way. So in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. <laughs> you had to make your own way here and your own plane, didn't you? Right. But m seriously, most films are awful. Lazy. Remakes. Sequels. I've heard a rumour that there might be a sequel to Sophie's Choice. I mean, that'd just be Meryl Streep going, well, it's got to be this one then. <laughs> <laughs> All the best actors have jumped to Netflix and HBO, you know. And the actors who just do Hollywood movies now do fantasy adventure nonsense. They wear masks and capes and really tight costumes. Their job isn't acting anymore. It's going to the gym twice a day and taking steroids, really. Have we got, a, have we got an award for most ripped junkie? No. No point. We know we'd win that. Um, Martin Scott Who would win, The Rock? His living director made the news for his controversial comments about the Marvel franchise. He said they're not real cinema and uh, they remind him of theme parks. I agree. Although I don't know what he's doing hanging around theme parks. He's not big enough to go on the rides, is he? <laughs> Tiny. <laughs> right. And Scorsese took that the one in stride. was amazing. It was amazing. Um, that, it was. My fact... My, it was great. Uh, long, but amazing. Um, it wasn't the only epic movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, nearly three hours long, Leonardo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. Oh! And Leo laughing because he knows it's true. Even Prince Andrew's like, come on, Leo, mate, you know. <laughs> You're nearly 50, son. Um, <laughs> the world got to see James Corden as a fat pussy. <laughs> he was also in the movie Cats, but <laughs> no one saw uh, James Corden. Um, uh, and the reviews. He got cancelled. I saw one that said, this is the worst thing to happen to cats since dogs. Right? <laughs> But Dame Judi Dench defended the film, saying it was the role she was born to play, because she... I can't do this next joke. <laughs> because she loves nothing better than plonking herself down on the carpet, lifting her leg and licking her... Fuck you, Gwyneth Paltrow. <coughs> Furball, Furball. She's old school. Um, it's the last time, who cares? <laughs> oh. Apple roared into the, the TV game with a morning show. A superb drama, yeah. Did they? A superb drama. Fucking Cook is sitting in the audience. And doing the right thing. Made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for... I'm in Malaysia now. Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? Indonesia. China, China's labor is getting too expensive. 
don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God, and... So... I mean, I agree with that. It's already three hours long. <laughs> right, let's do the first award. The first award... <laughs> the first award is for best actor in a television series, musical or comedy. To present the award are a couple of actors off the telly. What can I say? <laughs> Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. It was funnier than Carmichael's, that's for sure. But I also, I don't see anything about that speech that should be heralded by the right wing the way they do. Like, they, they fucking act like that's the greatest speech ever made. It was a decent set. It was a decent. I'll give Jure, it was better than 2023's. And I'm, I'm one of the Wokies. Come on, fight me. Bad Barbie. The Cash Me Outside girl believes that fans who subscribed to her OnlyFans when she was 18 should be jailed. And people subscribed right away? Yeah. Should they be in jail? Yeah. Mm. And what, what do you do on OnlyFans? <laughs> I don't know. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. <laughs> you live in sexual anarchy? Do you moon for your job? I might. You a DMer or a wall poster? I'm more of a DMs kind of girl, I think. You get paid for that? You can make. That was a man with some OnlyFans experience. A good business model. Do guys try to send you back their PLs? Yeah, yeah, they do. Their peninsulas. <laughs> uh, uh, Miss Bugatti, I believe that was your name. Um. You charge for that. It's it's called a penis rate. You charge for that. I apparently like dudes will pay to have you tell them what you think about their penis. But 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 uh uh if you are honest about it, they might not pay you again. <laughs> they might get really upset. So you may want to uh be complimentary towards their junk. They do. How would you describe your demographic? <laughs> okay, well, like, I feel like it's like, I would- Actually, sorry to interrupt you. Let's do this. Can we do, mind if we do a new segment? Horny, yes. This segment's called Sketch Artist. Thank you. So what I want you to do is I want you to describe to me what your You're gonna sketch it. fan looks like. Oh, she's she's like a multimillionaire now. Good on her. But take it slow. I'm not a fast drawer. Cause like I, I want I want to be perfectly clear that uh, Doctor Phil exploited her. So for her to parlay that into whatever success she is experiencing, totally cool. Doctor Phil exploited her, and not just her. Doctor Phil has exploited uh, almost everyone who's ever been on his show. They're like, so get it, girl. Forty years old, mm -hmm. 
probably like a white man. <laughs> like married. Mm -hmm. With like six kids. Definitely has like a daughter that's my age. What color hair? Brown. Wait. Two, 175. Nah, 220. Am I on the right track? Does this look like anyone you've ever seen before? I don't think I'm comfortable here no Good. <laughs> Let's see it. Change the subject. Glenny Balls, you want to hold that? Aww. That's a good bit. So what do you do with all this money you're making? You're making tons of money. Made that money. You make $50 million? Really? I did. How much of that money do you Fuck. Make, how much do you reinvest into the business? But then you take my 75% chance. What do you mean reinvest into the business? You have $50 million. I, I do. And you give a lot of it back. Is that true? You help out people. I saw you bought a really, really nice home for someone in Florida. I did. <laughs> I saw an article about it. They said you bought a, a very nice home for someone in Boca Raton. No, yeah, for me. Oh, it was for you. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, good on her. Mm -hmm. You know what they say? What do they say? Peninsula. Yeah. Oh yeah, exploit the guys. I'm all I'm on Cardi B's side. Like they there were a lot of people that wanted to give Cardi B uh, uh shit for robbing Johns. There's an argument to be made that the Johns were exploiting her to begin with. I would assume I would assume she didn't do it to uh, good Johns. She did it to shit ass men. I would hope. I like to think that. But what do I know? Oh, let's do a little true crime. Tadpole! You'll have to message her. And I don't think they allow that on OnlyFans. You, you, gotta, you gotta go off platform for that kind of shit. Let's do a little true crime before we get out of here. Content warning. Gruesome scene. A husband charged after confessing to killing a 21-year-old wife... Who was found decapitated? Well, new details tonight involving a gruesome crime in Waller County. A I just said that. Murdered, her body dismembered, her husband now facing potential murder charges. That 21 year old man is in the Waller County Jail, and that is where KPRC2's Robert Arnold picks up the story. Robert. Waller County Sheriff Troy Gidry says they do have a confession, but Gidry. he will not comment on a possible motive. He did say, though, the 21 year old Jared Dykes did wait for deputies to arrive at the home where his wife was killed. It's a gruesome scene at best. Sheriff Troy Gidry said Jared Dykes shared a home with his new bride that is directly behind his parents' home in the Oak Hollow subdivision. On Wednesday afternoon, Dykes went into his parents' house and said something that concerned them. When they saw something wasn't feeling right for them, they approached the house that they were living in, and that's when they found what they found. Gidry said Dykes' wife, Angie Diaz, was found partially dismembered in a kitchen knife is believed to be the murder weapon. Gidry said Dykes... With a kitchen knife? What a horrible way to go. God damn, fuck this dude. This was then arrested. We brought him back for his witness statement. 
and that's when he confessed to it. The couple married last October. Waller County Judge Trey Duhon officiated the ceremony and posted a statement reading. During my short time with them, they were a very nice young couple. As with many of you, I'm greatly saddened and shocked by the news of this tragic event. No matter what type you walked in or what time it was or how you felt or whatever, her smile just lit up the room. It was incredible. Diaz worked at Chepe's meat market in Taqueria. She was a great person, intelligent and hardworking. Manager Ruth Armendariz says Diaz did also talk about her brief marriage to Dykus. No, she wasn't happy. She said he was one person before they got married and another person who became very jealous. Dykus remains in the Waller County Jail. Damn, and that is a story. That's an all-too-common refrain. Women saying they were men were one person before they got married, and then after they were married, just a, a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde situation, and become abusive and controlling. Gail and Sheriff Gidry says he is likely facing murder charges. When we spoke with Waller County District Attorney Elton Mathis, he said his office is still reviewing all of the evidence before commenting on specific charges. Reporting live from the Waller County Sheriff's Office, Robert Arnold, KPRC 2 News. Let's keep going with just uh, the worst news possible. Don't you love how usually the stream gets lighter and lighter as we go along? Then I hit you. It felt like I was wrapping up. I'm getting ready to hit you with a, a cat video. And it's like, boom, let's do murders. Oh, ex-Playboy model 29 is sentenced to 10 to 25 years in prison for her role in the murder of a psychiatrist sugar daddy who was 71 stuffed his body in a trunk of a car after he stopped paying her the $3,200 a month for rent. I wonder when she chopped him, uh, when she stuffed his body into the car, did she hack him up a little bit? Former model Kelsey Turner has been sentenced to 10 to 25 years in prison. Turner had been accused of murdering a Dr. Thomas Bouchard, 71, and stuffing his body in the trunk of a car after he stopped paying her $3,200 a month rent. The plea meant she would avoid a trial and receive a slightly uh, a slighter sentence for the second-degree murder charge while maintaining her innocence in the murder. Yeah, she took a plea deal. She took a plea deal. Bouchard's body was found in the trunk of Turner's Mercedes in March of 2019. Bouchard's fiance claimed uh, claimed he had given Turner 300 grand over the years and traveled to Las Vegas before his death to tell her he was cutting her off. This is her picture after being sentenced. This was her picture back when she was a Playboy model. She kind of looks like Tommy Lahren. Uh, the 71-year-old psychiatrist, uh, not a bad-looking guy. Kind of a kind of a cute old man. The decomposing body of 71-year-old Dr. Thomas Bouchard was discovered in the trunk of Turner's car on March 7th of 2019. Jake Thony, welcome. So glad to have you here. We're, we're doing some uh, pretty grotesque stories here. 
Quickly tracked down, and within days of being arrested, the ex-pinup's fate had been up in the air for almost three years prior to today's ruling. That's another shot of her. Oh, yeah! Apparently the content expired. It was some video we were going to watch. Hogan! Hogan! Welcome! Good evening! What you gonna do, brother? When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. By the way, I hate Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Absolutely hate Hulk Hogan. Iron Sheik will fuck him in the ass and make him humble. A former cop has been stabbed in New York. Stabbed to death, I do believe. Emotionally disturbed man charged in ex-cop Nicholas Nelson's fatal stabbing. An emotionally disturbed Staten Island man was charged with murder on Thursday in the stabbing death of fired NYPD detective. Eric Wilson, 26, a troubled local. You've said troubled like three fucking... Oh, Hogan's Heroes. My apologies. Hogan's Heroes. Good show. Hulk Hogan, Terry Bollea, the wrestler, shit-ass person. We, we not on the Hogan trade. Eric Wilson, 26, a troubled local with seven prior arrests, allegedly got into a beef with victim Nicholas Nelson Wednesday night with the argument escalating and ended with the ex-cop's murder. The fight started when Wilson allegedly tried to open Nelson's car door while his son was inside. Nelson, 37, then took his children back to their mom on Elizabeth Street, but Wilson followed and remained outside yelling for the ex-cop to come outside. Nelson did, and he got stabbed. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Probably shouldn't have gone outside. Come on, man. Come on, man. But you watch you okay, Hogan could kinda go though. You watch him over in New Japan, he wrestled a different style. It was more just the WWF style. Wilson, who lives up the street, left after the encounter, but was taken in for questioning and ultimately charged with murder, assault, and weapons possession around 11 a.m. on Thursday. This is a picture of the former cop. NYPD Chief of Detectives James Essing said Wilson is described by neighbors as a troubled individual who's always causing trouble on the block. Trouble, trouble, trouble. A custodian at a school in Kentucky facing charges after he shot himself. For 
the school custodian who police say accidentally shot himself in Lincoln County is now facing charges. Stanford police tell us 32-year-old Travis Simmons was working in Stanford Elementary School Tuesday night when a gun accidentally discharged. Wednesday morning, staff members noticed some blood from the staff break room trailing out to the parking lot. Now, he was treated and is expected to be okay. Simmons, though, is charged with unlawful possession of a weapon on school property, and he has since resigned. Police say Simmons was cooperative throughout their investigation. So he was cleaning up after school, shot himself, and then didn't do a good job cleaning. Oh, well, that was that was interesting. Police say evidence of what happened was discovered Wednesday morning. He had a serious but non-life-threatening injury. Wow. You guys like Rick and Morty? I quote Rick and Morty so often. I've quoted Rick and Morty on this show. I like every time we do Donald Trump coming out for a a speech. I'm like, give him the slow ramp, Morty. Really makes his dicks hard. I've even got a Rick and Morty short a shirt that I apparently can't wear anymore because Rick and Morty co-creator Justin Rowland faces felony domestic violence charges. Roland was charged with domestic battery and false imprisonment in May of 2020 after an incident with a woman he was dating. Roland, the star and co-creator of the animated comedy series Rick and Morty, has been charged with felony domestic violence in Orange County, California in connection with a 2020 incident, according to a criminal complaint filed in May of 2020. Uh, Roland pleaded not guilty in 2020 in a statement. One of Roland's attorneys wrote that his client is innocent and expects the case would be resolved. NBC News obtained the criminal complaint in the case, which charges Roland at 42 with one felony count of domestic battery with corporal injury and one felony count of false imprisonment by a menace. Plate states the incident occurred on or about January 19th, 2020 against an anonymous Jane Doe, who was dating Roland at the time. According to Orange County Superior Court records, Roland pleaded not guilty on both charges. Since then, the case has been subject of more than a dozen court hearings, including pretrial hearings. A trial date is not currently set. Many court records remained sealed, but the available public documents seen by NBC News say Roland was charged in May of 2020, uh, arrested and released on a $50,000 bond. A protective order filed in October of 2020 and documented in the court uh, says Roland is not to harass, threaten, or surveil the person named in the protective order. Ah, shit. The show did go downhill. I'll agree with you, Jake-thony. While I will say that last season is probably uh, um, the worst season, it does contain my favorite episode possibly of the entire run, though. So, I don't know. The episode where Beth fucks herself. That episode is fucking brilliant. But yeah, the last two seasons have been uh, kind of lacking. I also, I did enjoy the episode where like the night people were doing the dishes and shit. (laughs) And they got upset with the day people. 
Uh, I don't think Justin Rowland is, is, is involved. I think he's just a uh, voice now. Blue star Lee Ryan. Who I have no clue who the band or the person is. Has been found guilty of racially aggravated assault of a black female. Who he told, I want your chocolate children. I want your chocolate. He was harassing an airline stewardess. And told her he wanted her chocolate children. I I don't even know what is blue, first of all. The boy band Blue. They're an English boy band consisting of members Simon Webb, Duncan James, Anthony Costa, and Lee Chocolate Babies Ryan. So now, now did 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 somebody edit this Wikipedia entry to include the chocolate babies, or was that his nickname beforehand? And this is like, uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, Ric Flair assaulting a stewardess. Because I'm not seeing chocolate babies anywhere in the Lee uh, Lee Ryan Wikipedia. I think they've changed his Wikipedia to say chocolate babies. Ah, oh, shit, I love this. Because I'm not seeing anything about this chocolate babies thing. Uh, he was charged with assault in 2010. Been charged with driving Mercedes at 70 miles per hour in a 60. Huh. Okay, I'm opening Spotify. Another one of those, uh, no, I think I switched it. It used to be you guys couldn't hear it, and I could. I think it works that way. Anyway. I want to I know what this band sounds like. I can't even find them on Spotify. Um, bop, dop, ba, do, bop. Um, okay, uh, Hanson is cool. Go check them out uh, covering uh, Radiohead. And you'll be like, oh shit, Hanson has some, uh, Hanson has some talent. And they, they are totally 100% independent. They seem like good guys. Uh, don't ever make fun of Hanson. 
Hanson is cool. Not Chris Hanson. Hanson the band, the Umbop band. So and I like I cheer them on for uh uh being independent and shit. I fucking love artists that can go out and make it independently. They just tour around fucking playing the music they want to play. They've got a small but loyal following. So good on them. Totally into it. Here's a cat watching its owner use a nail file. They come over, they want to get their nails filed too. <laughs> no, nah, they just wanted to play. They just wanted some attention. What a cute baby. What a little a cute little tuxedo. Uh, were they Christian? I wanted I wanted to say they came from like a, you know, a musically inclined family. Like a partridge family kind of deal. I mean, they may have been Christian. I mean, that wouldn't that wouldn't preclude somebody from being a Christian, coming from that kind of a, a deal. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. He's got somebody on nuts. I've been trolling a dude on Twitter. If you are watching on Twitch, we are gonna head over to soup or my breadline. Soup's gonna take real good care of you. I think I think I say this every week, but uh, I'm gonna try to pop in on producer Dave for Fire by Night. It's been a while since I've seen a Fire by Night. So if you're if you're gonna be over at Echoplex, perhaps I will see you later, freaks. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. I'll see you tomorrow night. Who knows what we'll be doing for the troll or for the Friday Night Freak Show? I'm, I'm gonna come up with something for Friday the 13th. <laughs>